and we are live here for another real news quarantine uh back here we oh my god it's been a wild week but we're back here uh on the stream uh the pandemic is still ravaging through the country even though the the deaths are going down uh the cases yes are going up because there's lots of testing but we're still battling the pandemic and we're, we're going to keep talking about because that's what this election's all about all comes back to coronavirus if you like it or not um, even Chuck Schumer admitted, I mean, this is a small little news thing I'll mention real quick before we jump into Biden's new racist remark, but uh, even Chuck Schumer admit, you close the schools, you hurt the economy. Um, I'll find that clip somewhere. That was pretty devastating. But Biden has a new blunder. See, I don't even know if you call it a gaffe or a blunder, because I think he actually, like, he knows what he's saying. It's just kind of slipped out you know sort of the mask kind of got pulled back a bit but biden basically said in some interview he was doing he said unlike african americans hispanics uh think diversely or something like that or are diverse or something he said i mean is he trying to keep the black vote home after the you ain't black statement now this he needs the black vote to win. Like, that is his only pathway to victory. He doesn't have a base. If he doesn't get the black vote, which is what he's been running on with the Obama nostalgia, with all the pandering he's done, it's all trying to bring out the black vote. Harry lost because she didn't bring it out in Philadelphia, in Michigan, and a bunch of other states, among many, many more variables. But if he brings out the black vote in Philly and Pittsburgh, he could win Pennsylvania. But he's not. Instead, he's demeaning them and making them want to stay home. I mean, this is, like I said, I am convinced maybe he doesn't want to win. And imagine this. Imagine how many of the the black vote is actually excited about him. Where's the enthusiasm? He doesn't even have it for the party. It's like 39% enthusiasm for him running. So imagine what percentage of that is black. Yeah. Well, and speaking of enthusiasm, I am going to pull up the most important news story that nobody's talking about. The most important article that nobody's sharing around. And I, I, it baffles me as to why. Um, oh, God. It was just, it was one of those things that actually I got told about it um, at work. And it was just shocking when I heard it. I almost didn't believe it. And I read into it a little more. And there's some nuance here, but like it's cut and dry. The headline is not even misleading. From Politico, Trump's campaign knocks on a million doors a week. Biden's knocks on zero. Zero. That's insane. Zero? I can't emphasize how much that difference is. Zero. And it's, it's know, baffling. I think, I think they're depending on text messaging. I got a text message today from a Democrat. Um, I haven't got one from the GOP yet, but I got a text message from the Democrats today. Well, you're 100% right. Um, they are relying on that. I mean, when I dive deeper into this article, they claim, and I'm going to give my sort of take on what their you know, claims are. They claim because of the coronavirus, they want to stay safe. And they don't want to go out door knocking. And people don't want to come to doors and talk to people. Instead, they're just going to go to doors, drop off literature, 
leave and just focus mainly on phone calls, phone banking, and texts. Now, the first part's total bullshit. People want to answer their doors. You want to know why I know people answer their doors? It's not even because I'm doing it. It's because people pick up packages from the delivery guy at the door. People pick up Uber Eats at the door. People pick up DoorDash at the door. People uh, go and get their mail. Okay, and, and also, people have been cooped up so long, they want to talk to people. They want to talk to anyone. I don't care if it's a stranger, a canvasser, or the mailman. They want to talk to somebody. Absolutely, and, and you're right. And, like, I'll tell you this, you know, that, you know, we get a bad rap for being the racist party, right? But like, I knocked on doors today with two people who are Mexican, and they people who are conservative, we knocked on Republican doors. They answered the door. They talked to us. I was offered water multiple times, and I even they even gave me a souvenir. So like nice. they wanted to talk. Like I could sit there and talk for them for a long time, and they really want to talk about this because they've been cooped up and we're being separated from each other, and we need to talk to each other. And then they're like, "Oh my gosh, someone's here to talk about what I want to talk about," and they want to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I have people Democrats, too. I think the Democrats. I mean, the Democrats are making the same mistake that they did in 2016 because they like the Trump the the Trump campaign this year like 2016 had a very committed ground game mm-hmm. and, ha- and a ground and ground game is crucial in a political in a, in a political election cycle because that's where you get all that's where you get all your numbers that's where you get all your accurate numbers like pe- like most poll most polls we found out over the last you know, over the last four years are grossly inaccurate but the ground game is where you really find that true honest feel the the what of what's going on yeah and hillary didn't do it hillary didn't do it in 2016 and i think she got burned for it and then uh and i don't think biden's doing it either so i well they did have a ground game in 16 but it was just low energy there was no enthusiasm. Yeah. And that's the thing I want to point out here. The big takeaway from this, it's not just that Biden's campaign doesn't have a ground game. It's Biden doesn't have enthusiasm because they're making up excuses here. That's what this sounds like to me. Because, look, and um, Donnie can attest to this because she did it too. I, in Pennsylvania, which is a more, you know, 50-50 purple kind of state, I knocked on Democrat doors, Republican doors. I've done hundreds. Over a thousand, over a thousand. I checked my stats, say over a thousand. Everybody answered it that was there, except for some people that just don't like answering their doors. But it's not like people are afraid to answer. No, they're answering it, but they'll, you know, they'll just have like the storm door there. They'll talk with the storm door closed, or they'll talk with the, um, the, um, the screen up, or they'll crack it open a little bit. Some will even come out. Some start getting close to me, and I'm like, oh shit, back up. But like. This is total bullshit. Nobody is afraid to answer their door. They just don't have enthusiasm, so they don't have volunteers, so they don't have a ground game. And like Phil perfectly said, these are your ears on the ground. This is what gives you a feel for like what what really is it like out there. What do people really think? And it also gets out the vote, of course, and lets you know who's on the fence, who's unsure, why they're unsure. It's just... I, I couldn't believe they knocked on zero doors in August. August 8th, we're recording or streaming this. 
and they've done none? Are you kidding me? I mean, do they want to lose? I just, well, I mean, there's, like you said, there's, there's, there doesn't seem to be a, an energy for Joe Biden. I like, it feels like mo a lot of these, a lot of these voter supporters that they have aren't really supporting Biden. They're just like not wanting to vote for Trump. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, and that's, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a winning strategy. Nope. You need a base. And yeah. I think you mentioned this too, like last time. They don't have a base. Who is Biden's base? Like, other than your typical Democrat that always votes Democrat, like, that's not. You need a base to have energy, to have volunteers. Why do you think Trump does Trump rallies? It's hey, not just. Joe Biden, Joe Biden has a lot of voters, okay? <laughs> Look at they're look dead. at the graveyards, man. Tons <laughs> of voters out there. <laughs> and and dogs. check this out too, guys. Like the when I told you I was door knocking earlier, I said they're you know they're Mexican. One of them is running for House Senate, right, and for the Irving District. Um, and he has bipartisan support, guys, in Irving, Texas. Wow. In Irving, Texas, there's a lot of a high population of Hispanics. He's Hispanic, um, and he has bipartisan support. Like, he has Democrats, and he has Republicans. So the Democrats said that they're so tired of what's going on. They're so under being Democrats, but I think I think it's not, not his words, but I think it's because they want to send a message to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... And it's interesting, because I'm going to bring up another local campaign um, in a few minutes, but that's the thing too is like I've noticed there are people enough people they're hard to find they might be a little bit silent but there are people that vote Democrat a long time not anymore there are people that vote for Obama now voting for Trump there's a guy that came to the office the other day lifelong Democrat JFK Democrat vote for JFK I think for his first election Trump was the first Republican he ever voted for and it's simply because of the populist, nationalist message he has. He, look, the action we saw today is peak Trump populism. He signs an executive order extending, uh, I think, employee, employment, unemployment benefits by like 400 bucks. And also doing student loan forgiveness, a bunch of other things. This stuff, he bypassed both parties. I think Cernovich said something along those lines today. He bypassed the Democrats and the Republicans to do something for the people. That is what he's all about. And that sort of action, not only do people feel it and do they like it, but this is the kind of stuff that helps you get reelected. Like This is the action that when I see it, I go, good, this is what we need. This is how you win. It's just beautiful, just perfect. Well, I think Trump- Absolutely. I think Trump is also starting to get those people that are flocking to him because the left has gone too far yeah. like way <laughs> left because i mean look you look at you even like like because that guy sounded like a reasonable person like you said he, he voted for you know he voted for jfk but like the left has gone so far left you look at you look at like you look at jfk right he was you know pro-gun he was pro-military pro like by by today's standards 
JFK would have been a Republican. But if you look at what yeah, he stood a for, moderate Republican. Right. Most definitely. So that's probably why he was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy just how I mean, even you can start looking at the right too. Like just overall, I think this is what Alex was talking about a while back was how the Overton window with the range of accepted ideas and what's considered modern extreme is just totally shifted. And I expect it to shift, but like defunding the police is like, cons- it, 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 it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's not surprising anymore, but like to some degree it's not. I mean, when I first heard, I'm like, what? And then now I think about, it, I'm like, Oh, they just wanted to fund the police now. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, well, what's next? Like, that is, I don't want to say that's mainstream because it really isn't, but there is enough people that want to defund the police in America. Okay, that's what we've gotten to. That's our extreme position. Like, years ago, an extreme position would be like, hey, I'm not cool with gay marriage. Hey, I, I think we should have religion in the classroom. Hey, I, I think we should um maybe have, like, Medicare for all, like, Universal health care, you know, that was considered like extreme in 2016 or even like a little bit before that getting got a little moderate. But now defunding the police is what's extreme. It's like, Jesus. Like, you know something is crazy? This is backfiring because if you watch these interviews that aren't publicized everywhere, there's black people saying, that, what the heck are you talking about? Why would you do this? Yeah. Because we need protection. Why would you want to defund the police? Why would you not want to protect us? Yeah, like it's not okay. Their businesses, their homes, everything they've worked for, people overall are not okay with it mm-hmm. at all. Are there things that the police can fix? Sure, but it has nothing to do with racism. Honestly, I think most of it is well, they shouldn't have bonuses for pulling more people over. There should be bonuses for watching you and on the side of the road and watching your speed. And I don't feel like there should be bonuses for that, but like. I think you're focusing on the wrong things to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is that um, we, we we can have, like, criticisms of the police, and we all do, but it's like the cop... I, I see cop hatred now more than ever before, and it's it's just... It's, it's, it's going to backfire, like you said, because... Like, having cops is, like, we take it for granted. It's, like, so normal. It's basic safety. You take away people's basic safety, and they're scared. And then you try to take away their guns by suing the NRA. Or, not so misleading. But, you know, like, going after, like, the Florida couple. Or not Florida, St. Louis. Uh, the, like, Vice City, you know, Scarface-like couple. You're going after people's right to protect themselves. And then you're going after the NRA now. You're suing the NRA. They're doing everything to prevent Americans from protecting themselves. Because, like, look, yeah, does the NRA sell guns? No. <laughs> Fun fact. But do they help people protect themselves and learn gun safety and, uh, you know, help gun owners? Of course. And that is what all this is doing. And you, it doesn't take much to connect the dots here. And people are going to look at that and be like, so they want to get rid of the police, they want to get rid of my guns, and they want to get rid of people that help me with my guns. And they want to get rid of my ability to protect myself with guns. So how do I protect myself? And they want to put prisoners back out on the streets. Yeah. It's like, 
I mean, right. this, this is it's a godsend to Trump, but like, it's stupid. Right. Why can't people see us what they're doing? Well, because it's not defunding the police. It's reimagining. You notice that's the phrase they're throwing around now? You gotta always look at the language. They now are talking about reimagining the police. It sounds so nice and like thoughtful, but when you dive into what it really is, you know, I mean, the, and the beauty of that phrase for them is that anybody can kind of fill in the blank there what reimagining is to them. It can be defunding, reforming, um, abolishing, whatever. Um, but like in the chat here, Ebony Perkins says Biden is repeating what he heard other people say or what other people are telling him. There's no hard or honesty behind him. And that's the truth is that you have these radicals like on the debate stage when they were all like, hey, should illegal immigrants get health care? Everybody's hand goes up and Biden like looks to his left, looks to his right, and is like puts his hand up. And he's that's, like, okay. his hand. Yeah. And that's what he's doing with the cop shit. He's like, Oh, defund the police? Yeah, yeah, I wanna reappropriate funds. Did you guys see the hearing with the guy with the not she's not a guy, it's a woman from Hawaii. She's a representative from Hawaii. I don't remember her name. Like she was saying, no one's seriously thinking about defunding the police. What? It's just you know. She was like, I don't, I don't take it seriously. This is a, this is a freedom of speech kind of thing here. I posted it, but like, she said that when she was talking to Ted Cruz, and then she was trying to make it seem like oh, Ted Cruz was, was against uh, you. That's Maisie Hirono. Yes, that's who that, that lady is. She's an Terrible. awful person. Awful. Awful. She was one of those ones that was, she was one of those ones that was super vocal during the Kavanaugh hearings. Oh she boy! Said, just shut your, just shut your lips and listen. These women are supposed and, to be believed, and I'm like, uh, what? And and there were lawmakers posting on Twitter the hashtag deep on the police. There were lawmakers in the House who were saying this. So it wasn't just like Black Lives Matters was the only one saying it. It was people who people were elected were saying deep on the police. Yeah, I mean, well, you got a lot of you got a lot of money going in. You got a lot of money going in into the Democratic Party and you got a lot of money going into the, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And a lot of them are coming from the same sources. So mm -hmm. it's pretty much yeah. Do it. Do what the monopoly man tells you. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like the funding the police is a ridiculous idea, but there's people that are, you know, they're just continuing to push this narrative. And I don't know. Well, one thing, too, I'm diving into this political article a bit more about the uh, door knocking of the campaigns. And I'm this quote is laughable from Biden's national states director, uh, Jen. They say, quote, at first I was nervous, but our response rate on phone calls and text messages are higher. And people are not necessarily wanting someone to go up to their door right now. You get to throw a lot of the rule book out the window and try out new things. <laughs> okay. First of all, phone calls are nothing new. <laughs> Those have been done since phones were created. Text is the only thing new on here. And yes, those are effective. <laughs> and we, I know, have had high return rates um, on those. But, like, 
no, you don't get to throw out the rule book like with this sort of stuff. I mean, the, the and they talk about it right here because this is, I guess, public knowledge that the Trump campaign uh, has its volunteers or its staffers read Groundbreakers, how Obama's 2.2 million volunteers transformed campaign in America. Like the the Trump campaign is using Obama, a winner's playbook, okay? And the Democrats aren't even using the playbook of the last guy they had that won. Let that sink in. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. And See, that's funny you brought that up because Daryl Scott did an interview with um, OAN, mm. and they're talking about that and how Biden has said all, all these things, you know, and then he's also talking about how. He's, I guess he seems in a way redeeming himself by trying to get a, a black VP. So he was VP under a black person. Now he's want a VP that's black. That's. Mm. Oh, let's talk about that real quick. Who? Yeah. I mean, I'll ask you guys for your guesses, but who is going to be the VP now? Because I have been saying for a long time it's going to be Kamala Harris, but, but. Pre, you know, post Black Lives Matter, post George Floyd, post calls for de to defund the police, I think Kamala can't be the pick because she's the epitome of, you know, um, judicial and police co corruption. I think yeah. Susan Rice is now going to be the VP pick because one, Kamala Harris technically isn't quote-unquote, an African-American. No, she's Indian-American. Yeah, she's a mix. She, she's a black-faced candidate. <laughs> yeah. A Trudeau could use her, and so could a Ralph Northern. But right? she, Susan Rice, though, is black. So she has that checked off. And secondly, she doesn't have any of this cops or baggage and this judicial baggage i think susan rice is going to be it now i wouldn't be surprised if he picked kamala because democrats are doing a lot of dumb moves now but i hope they pick kamala because that would be a disaster but i'm starting to think if they're smart they'll pick susan rice now but if they're not, they will pick Kamala Harris. But I think it's down to those two. Those are the only two options on the board now. I think it's Kamala Harris. She worked on Obama's campaign. That's true. It kind of is a link. Well, and he had her. He had notes with her name on it and like talking points that she created um, a few weeks ago. So I, I think he's. I, I think they're actually confused. They might even not have a decision yet. You know, they might be, like, just confused and they, they don't know what to do, but it has to be a black woman. We all know that. Maybe Michael, maybe Michael Obama. <laughs> well, I said woman, remember? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, Michelle, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. No, she has a podcast on Spotify. She's very busy right now. So busy. Everybody's got a podcast, even us. <laughs> we were doing it before everybody had one. We are doing it, like, for, what, four years now, three years? But, like, I mean, yeah, she has a Spotify-exclusive podcast, and Rogan starts his next month on Spotify. Um, but let's see here. The Trump campaign has 1,500 full-time staffers across 23 states. Biden campaign is 
uh, is just got 600 by the end of June. But they will have 2,000 by the end of August. Okay, again, somewhere now. Um, do, 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 do. The decision to forego door knocking is part of a larger gamble that voters will give buying credit for taking the coronavirus more seriously than Trump. That's the dumbest statement I've ever heard. Just because you're not door knocking doesn't mean you're going to take it more seriously. That That's not the message that's going to get sent. Nobody's going to get a message if you don't door knock. Oh, my God. The campaign's Philadelphia headquarters is mostly empty, and many new hires are working remotely. Holy shit. Oh, my God. How in the world is this campaign going to even come close to winning now? Wow. Yeah, and I, I, I thought about something earlier today. I was thinking about, like, how they're pushing the whole mail-in voting, and um, Democrats are pushing that. And if you think about this, why would you listen to Democrats when it has to do with anything operational when it comes to voting? You see how much they failed in Iowa, correct? Republicans? Mm. Just okay. Repub- um, the Democrats? Nope. Took come how many days? Yeah. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, they need to turn out votes in Philly. Like, that is their... What you the closest thing to a base is right there. It's high African-American, it's highly Democrat. Boom, that's what you want to turn out right there. And they're not even setting up... They don't have a... They don't have people there? Like, you can't vote, work remotely in a campaign? Like, what in the world? I mean, I mean, this is good, but, like, I'm just shocked. <laughs> this is so bad. This is a work from home Yeah, how do campaign. you work from home? Because, <laughs> like, with the mail and ballots, like you mentioned, like, there are so many people that don't know how to apply for one or where to apply for it. If, and that's obviously what they want to do to turn out votes, but you're not going to do it with this. I mean, Jesus, this is bad. <laughs> and that's what makes me look at these polls that Biden way ahead, but the gap is narrowing, supposedly, now. There's no way he's that far ahead. I mean, maybe there's a lot on the sides, which I think there are, and there are a lot of people that vote for. There's a chunk of people that vote for Trump the first time. They're kind of like, I don't like his style, I don't like his tweets, and so they're kind of iffy right now. But like, oh even my if God. the Democrats, even if the Democrats cheat again, I think Trump will still win. Yeah, I, I think it's been like it's already. Even if people don't like Trump, I don't think we want to admit they like him now. And they're, they're another piece of the silent majority. Mm-hmm. I think there's people who actually like him and don't want to admit they like him. Dude, I, so many people like I, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I look into like the um, commentary on like, hip-hop stuff, and I'm looking at the comment sections because normally they bring up Trump, right? And um, they were kind of talking about Biden in this video. And the comment section was saying Biden is out of his mind. Biden is racist. That was like 85% of the comments. And the rest of the other ones maybe were like Trump 2020. And there were some haters. But like, this is a black audience. And like, if you don't want a silent majority, think about the black silent majority. Mm-hmm. They may not be Democrats. I'm sorry, they may not be Republicans. But they may vote for Trump or may not vote at all because they don't like Biden. Well, that's the thing, and that's the problem with when you have no enthusiasm, you have people to stay home. When you don't have a ground game getting out the vote, people stay home. 
when you don't have people showing people how to register to vote and how to do mail-ins now, people are going to stay home. I mean, the, the thing, too, with this election is, like, we're going to have, like, Florida with Bush v. Gore is going to be every fucking, like, battleground state. These results aren't going to be in for, like, weeks. You, you know, you're going to have cases where ballots are getting thrown out, mail-ins are getting thrown out, people are getting accused of this and that. It is just going to be a total mess. Nobody's going to believe the results. That's the sad part. Is like you want to talk? They talk about how Trump undermines, you know, our electoral process and all bullshit. This sort of stuff, these mail-ins are going to undermine because there's a lot of, you know, in PA where we actually have it pretty well thought out, thanks to our Republicans uh, in legislature. But states like California, we have ballot harvesting. States, um, they're Democrat control, like Michigan with freaking Wichmer, are going to be a mess. But PA, it will still probably be a mess, but won't be as bad of a mess. And there are precautions put in place. Like I think in some states they just send you mail on ballots. In PA, you have to apply for one, and then you get sent the ballot. (laughs) Did you see the people on the left throwing a hissy fit about Trump's pins? But they didn't have any kind of negativity, any towards Nancy Pelosi's pen stunt. Oh, what was that? Yeah, they were complaining about Trump having the pens and giving them out to people. That was one of their complaints about his executive orders he signed. Mm-hmm. And I guess he gave those pens out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they, the left is like crying about it. I'm like, you had no, no problem with Nancy Pelosi handing out golden pens that we paid for. <laughs> the joke is, what people don't get is like, and this is what Dave Portnoy mentioned in his interview with Trump is like, first of all, the president's tested every probably like 20 times a day. They check his temperature all the time. And anybody that interacts with him has their temperature checked and even gets coronavirus tested, like fast tracked. Uh, I know somebody that was at like even a campaign event with some senators and whatnot and representatives like locally. They they did or, or knows what the shit what am I saying? It's with the freaking vice president. Um they they had you tested like right then and there, boom, like real quickly. You got your results like in a few hours. So I mean this stuff to me is says just is so stupid. They're either lazy and stupid or they they're intentionally lying. Like those are the only two options. But our chat's blowing up here, so I'm going to go through a little bit of it. Oh, man. God, you guys are blowing up the chat. Good job. We always <laughs> love to engage. <laughs> you know, it's it's great to see that. Um, let's see. Just so you're talking back and forth. I agree. I think it's Susan Rice. Yep. Benghazi ain't going away. Nah. Well, though, that's the thing. You know, if, she, if they pick Susan, they're going to bring out that Benghazi nostalgia for the Trump base. You're like, yeah, she's the one that lied about it the whole time. So it's a viral video. I mean, Tucker was showing those clips the other night. So that's definitely some baggage for her. But I don't think it's going to have the same stick as it did last time because in 16, Hillary was connected to that. But, hey, it's still good nostalgia. Fight the Obama nostalgia. Kamala's a fake out. I guess that's one way to put it. Hi, Donnie. (laughs) Glad I found your podcast. Fantastic. We got to make sure we link that below, too. I have your Twitter, but I need to link your podcast in the description. 
And that's where Susan Rice will fail, so it could be Kamala. Nah, I don't know. I, I think I think Kamala's shortcomings are are, are relevant uh too relevant right now. Someone but said that the thing about this though. Joe Biden has a lot of shortcomings and oh, yeah. he is the main pick. So the Democrats aren't that bright. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the thing, it's like some of their behind the scenes operatives can be really smart, but they can also be like super dumb. Like if they're pushing this defund the police shit, that's dumb. But some stuff they do is really smart. Like Obama's campaign, no way. Very smart campaign. And it's proven successful. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone said they'd go for an unknown. Someone without political baggage. That would be an interesting, interesting yeah. play. But I don't think they'll do it. They, they, they're trying to play this whole election kind of safe in a way. Biden's kind of a safe pick. You know, it's. I don't see them playing doing any risks unless they want to shake it up. But I don't know if they're playing that game. They seem to be playing like that they're ahead or that they want to lose. I think it's right because she's familiar to Biden and loyal. Kamal's a wild card and attacked Biden too much in the debates. Very good point because uh, Kamal did yeah. call him a racist. And Susan's kind of always been nice to everyone that can help her climb the ladder. Yeah, and then too, like she brought up the whole busing issue mm-hmm. Biden as well. Yeah, and the Republicans should attack him for that, honestly. You know, go after it. Mm-hmm. Paint Biden as a racist. I mean, that's the way to frame it. Uh, you don't try too hard. He's doing it himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, remember that one comment he made where he was like, um, he was like, poor kids are just as smart as white kids or something like that. I was like, yeah, I remember very clearly. And then he, he understands roaches, you know? <laughs> Because black people understand roaches. <laughs> oh my god! Remember Hillary's like hot sauce thing? Yes, that kind of reminds it, me of. It takes me off. I'm like, this hoe is racist. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Breakfast Club not calling her out for this? You notice you she rushed on. You notice that she rushed um them off their interview as well, and so did Biden. They mm-hmm. do not take black people seriously. Why are they rushing them off interviews? If you want their vote so bad, why are you rushing them off interviews? Well, it's like Biden's statement about... um, Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Unlike... Alex, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hey, Alex. Doing all right. What's been going around? Well, we were just talking about pretty much the 2020 race because I mentioned the article that I've been like screaming about with Million door knocks from Trump, none from Biden camp. And I was reading in the article something I missed before. Apparently, their Philadelphia HQ for the Biden campaign is empty. They're all working from home. I mean, are they trying to lose? And yeah. f- for the, um, uh, well, we were mentioning like Biden's statement about he's saying that the Latino community is diverse, unlike the African American community. That is sort of the mask slipping. That's showing you what he really, how these Democrats and, frankly, politicians in general, how they view people. They think they're stupid, and they think they vote in monoliths. And that's what he's displaying here. He thinks, oh, he doesn't care about the black vote. He just goes, they're going to vote for me because I'm a Democrat. 
they just vote for me. You know, that that's just he just that's how he looks at it. And, and Alex, I, I even said too, like I completely understand why he says that because he says if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. So there that's there can't be any diversity there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no diversity of thought. Nothing else. That's all he cares about is just who's gonna vote for him. You know, he'll try to go and like he's talking to the Hispanic community, he's trying to do the same thing then that he's done to the black community. You know, it's pretty disgusting. Not just him, but the whole Democrat party. Right, and then he even faked that he had like, like he actually was involved in the civil rights movement. He had to come back and retract it, and he's forgotten that he did that, and he's still spilling some of the same lies. Yeah, like he's done. Uh, what was it? The the crime bill. He's called like uh, racial integration. That's like a racial jungle. Like he said some very you know just disturbing stuff and i never really heard him explain that like he's worked with uh, ex-clansmen or you know mm-hmm. robert bird he spoke as funeral <laughs> bring yeah. back those yeah. bird memes do you remember that from 16 yeah i remember that <laughs> that's just awesome. yeah and the other thing too is that um we were talking also about the vp pick and I don't know what you think, Alex, but my money initially was on Kamala until Black Lives Matter called to defund the police. I don't think she can be the VP now. I think it, it's that's why they're looking at Susan Rice. I think that's who it's going to be. Yeah, I think that's who it's going to be now because enough people within his own campaign you know, gave some feedback about Susan, or not Susan, Kamala Harris because, you know, she basically called him a racist. And I... I understand that, but uh, yeah, he's just picking someone to help him with the black community because he is Mm -hmm. like every time he speaks, he says something worse. And now also, Susan Rice also just sold all of her Netflix shares before Biden is going to announce his running mate. I think it's. I think it's a good chance. Well, she is a person of color, so she can definitely right. qualify. Yeah. Did you sell her out? Because think of this, like she's like the female Bernie in mm-hmm. his eyes, and they have, and she still has all her money, and well, you know, when you look at Black Lives Matters, and then the Act Blue, who has all this money, she has all this money already, and she's a a woman <laughs> of color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, did you see? Did you see Bernie Sanders was uh, trying to get uh, the billionaires to pay a one-time wealth tax? What? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a couple days. He was he was proposing that like Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos pay like a one-time wealth tax in the like in the billions. Oh, Elon was fighting with him on Twitter about apparently. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why that's why Elon was giving him shit. Oh my god. Papa Elon just delivers on Twitter. There is an article that says Bernie Sanders wants Elon Musk to pay one time twenty seven point five billion whoa, that's a B billion tax. And so Elon responds with a meme that says, official Bernie Sanders drinking game. Every time the Bernster mentions a free government program, chug somebody else's beer. Mm-hmm. 
And then Bernie says, every time Elon Musk pokes fun at government assistance for the 99%, remember that he would be worth nothing without $5 billion in corporate welfare. Oh, Elon, just L-O-V-E-S, corporate socialism for herself, rugged capitalism for everybody else. That sounds like a staffer wrote that shit. And he replied with, like, I think the same meme. Oh, my God. Is it, look, Elon Musk is going, is it me or is he going more and more and more to the right, like further right wing? I think he's been talking to me. That might be a big reason. What was that? I can't quite hear you there. I think he's been talking to Kanye West a lot. Yeah, there was that picture he posted with Kanye. Oh, man, it's funny. Kanye, um, they were trending a tweet, hashtag calling him a fraud, and saying that he got fake signatures, and like, the left would say that, so mm-hmm. the left saying it, and it's not true. <laughs> yep. Kasich and Sanders to join forces for a night of unity at Democrat convention. Oh, get out of here with that. John Kasich is probably the biggest rhino ever like he's speaking at the freaking dnc but i'm a republican guys i'm just moderate oh i'm john Kasich. piece of crap he's the new jeff flake (laughs) yeah who's that who's who jeff flake oh jeff flake he was he was the uh Cuck. Was he was he a senator from Arizona? Yeah, he was something like he, that. He was like, he, he he was supposedly a Republican, but he talked shit about Trump right before he got voted out. Yeah, he talked shit, and I think did he not vote for Kavanaugh? Or was he like that was when he really was like being super cocky? Was when yeah when the Kavanaugh he, thing was going down. He was dragging his feet royal. I'm not sure if he did or not. I think he might have, mm. but he did it on like the last, last, last minute. Like, don't you hate these type like, of guys? I, I wasn't sure, and he was just like, "Well, I'm not sure. I'm gonna take my time, and you know." Oh my god! Like, it's like grow up, oh, fight for your man. Fuck out of Arizona already, God. Yeah. And this is the like. I mean, he's always been a critic of Trump, too. Like, this hasn't stopped. I mean, the guy's always been, like, anti-Trump. And that's when you know, yeah, this guy sucks. And then he, like, I think he, did he resign? Or, like, not, choose not to run for his next race? Yeah, he decided he, well, okay, so he said he... He ran, set, just then decided he wasn't going to run once he realized he was losing. Like, that's that's kind of how it went. Like, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't. He said he wasn't going to run again, but that wasn't an that wasn't really the honest truth. That was like, he he was running again. Uh, the polls had him behind. And he was like, well, screw it. I'm not running anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like a mosh. They they realize they're unpopular. 
and nobody likes them. So they're like, oh, I'm just going to go do other things now. Oh, I'm going to explore other ventures. And I'm reading, like, and this is a common, like, talking point you get from these sort of people that, like, back these guys. They'll be like, yeah, well, but Jeff Flake voted in line with Trump's positions 84% of the time. He's mostly a Trump fighter. He's mostly agrees with him. It's like, no. On the big stuff, when things matter, he that's when he cucks and he votes with Democrats. And that's the thing, like, this whole, like, because I see that if, like, a mosh, people bring that up. Like, oh, but he voted with Trump, like, this percentage of time. It's like, you do realize, like, the House and votes on shit every day, and most of it is bipartisan, actually. It's the big stuff that's in the media where they're cutting each other's throats over. But, like, there's so many, like, benign things that they all agree on. So for you to say, like, oh, he voted in line with Trump 84% of the time is such a misleading thing because a lot of people do, <laughs> you know? But it's, like, the, it's the big things that count. It's like in a relationship. It's like, yeah, you may be good with, you know, 80% of things, but it's like that, or 90% of things, let's say, but it's that 10% that, like, kills the deal. It's like, yeah, she's smart, she's good-looking, but she's also a meth addict. But, hey, she's mostly good. <laughs> Oh God! Black Lives Matter people, and I'm thinking, you know what Black Lives Matter is, is, sir. And you're out there walking and doing it. You're a Democrat. Just say you're a Democrat. You gave the election away to Obama. You are out there marching on Black Lives Matter for clout. You're a freaking Democrat. Take his R. Take it away. He doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he's simply an opportunist and a guy that like I guess wants power wants relevancy I mean I don't know what goes on to that guy's weird ass head um but thank you Jamie for the support he says love the podcast guys promote it more on Twitter I try (laughs) head to bed keep up the awesome work thank you we will definitely do that um Yes, absolutely. And, you know, uh, the name Flake should be a dead giveaway. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <Absolutely>. it is. <laughs> absolutely. That's my favorite comment of the night. That's a good one. Yeah, it is a dead giveaway for sure. I mean, yeah, Kevin Pearson, shout out for like the comment that made me laugh the most this night. I mean, a lot of good comments, but like that one's a standout for sure. Um, but wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the race shapes up and how these conventions go or lack thereof conventions, but, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. And especially with, I want to see what Kasich says. It's probably going to be the most like, oh, I just want to blow up. I mean, throw up, not blow up, <laughs> but Man, it's going to be awful. What about the BOM organization, Romney, supporting Marxism? Yeah, he does support Marxism. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very true. Exactly. Thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I got in some arguments with that with some quote-unquote libertarians on Facebook. Like, oh, it's not Marxist. No, it fucking is. 
like do your homework and you know don't overthink it like it's 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 pretty simple sorry what was that because mama joe was supporting black lives matter on her twitter account that's why they're saying it Mm-hmm. yeah joe jurgensen who now oh my god we have a health update from jurgensen did you guys see what happened oh. to her no what's up are you gonna show, show them the screen show them the screen oh i'm pulling it up it's it's i'm not okay look is it is it something you should laugh at no probably not but because it's the libertarian party it is uniquely hilarious um oh god she's retweeted her stupid bus like too many times afterwards um did she did she pull it oh no it's not oh god these are cringe memes batwoman for potus <laughs> Oh, God, they're embracing it a bit too much. So Joe Jurgensen posted some tweet um, last night, I think it was, uh, that I found, like, I, I, I saw on Scott Adams' feed because somebody's like, 2020 couldn't get any, like, better or more hilarious. And long story short is she got bit by a fucking bat with rabies. She got bit by a bat during this pandemic where initially people were saying it was spread by like a fucking bat which i still don't think is true but are you kidding me like only this would happen to libertarians how did she get bitten by a bat i have no clue was she playing with it was she at the zoo like how did this happen that's what's so weird she here's here's the tweet i pulled it up she says, I will not be able to attend the campaign rally tomorrow morning. I will be getting a rabies vaccine. I guess she's not an anti-vaxxer now. As a precaution <laughs> after having been bitten by a bat near the start of this campaign tour. I have every intention of participating in the flame march. Is that some weed shit? And I will deliver remarks at the hashtag <laughs> let her speak rally in Hattiesburg. I mean, that sounds like an excuse. Listen, that sounds like the worst. Like, teacher, my dog ate my homework excuse. Yeah. Like, that's what it sounds like a fake excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just hilarious. I mean, how do you get bitten by a bat? What was she doing? I don't know, man. Some crazy stuff with those libertarians. Have you got bitten by a bat ever, Alex? No. I mean,. If she got bit by a bat, like, was she playing with them? Like, did she have any <laughs> reason for that? Like, unless, you know, maybe she was out at night doing, you know, God knows what. Whatever libertarians do at night. Maybe, was, maybe was she was trying to eat Bruce one. Wayne. I was searching for Bruce Wayne, so I was going in a bunch of caves. And then so the bat, I guess one of the bats just decided to bite me. But Bruce Wayne's already already in office. <laughs> yeah, it's Trump. Oh, you remember that one clip during like 2016 where kids on his like helicopter and he goes, "I'm bat." He's like, "You're Batman," <laughs> or like, "I'm." And Trump goes, "I'm Batman. Batman." Think about it. Trump is Batman. Think about it. He is. He's like. He's and kind I, of. I always love Batman. Now it makes sense why I love Trump. <laughs> yeah, he's a billionaire saving the world. Exactly. I mean, I actually made that analogy once in like a writing class. Like, I was like, "Yeah, Trump's kind of like Bruce Wayne. Like, he's rich, he's 
gets the chicks and he's got this larger in life persona. He's kind of like a superhero to his supporters. <laughs> oh my God. And think about it too with the blonde haired chicks too. Like Batman had a thing with the blonde haired girls. Trump has the blonde haired women who work with him. Think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Trump is that. But you got a shitty crate on that assignment because of the teachers. <laughs> well, that was the same <laughs> teacher that read this like poem about like. It was like from the perspective of um, Michelle Obama when she met Melania, and it was like anti-Trump. Clearly, I was like rolling my eyes during the whole thing. Oh man, I kind of miss that being able to like fuck with these professors. Kevin says, <laughs> "This is funny, dude." Kevin, you have the best comments, dude. He said about the Joe Jurgensen like bat bite he said she was trying to create a new coronavirus <laughs> is there any doubt trump is strong methodical and knows exactly what he's doing i mean <laughs> some people doubt him i'll but. say this like at like today i was lit i was today i was watching the uh his press conference as he was signing the executive order. i heard it was a good one uh, it would. Uh, I mean, he laid out why he he basically ex- he went for like a good twenty minutes explaining why he was making these uh, executive orders. It's because and he started reading off some of the stuff that was on the proposed bill by you know Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, and it was just like a bunch of stuff that was had nothing to fucking do with you know the budget or like mm-hmm. nothing to do with like coronavirus or coronavirus relief and it was like they just wanted to like they wanted to fund infrastructure for like mail-in voting and shit oh my god like, like really retarded stuff and like <laughs> and so that's why he was like yeah so that's why i created but that was smart of him mm-hmm. like to, to to say what was in the bill to tell everybody how dumb it really was before he finally said, Hey, now, so now this executive order is going to cover X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you know, this is, it's a total win for him because he is, he's always been this sort of like independent, like he's kind of like the first independent president we've ever had. And maybe the only, he isn't the Republican party. He isn't, the Democratic Party. He is his own breed and he is the people's voice. And when you see him basically overriding both parties and for the people, that is just, I mean, it's just, that's the sort of stuff that just makes me happy and like more proud to be a supporter of him because that is the stuff that you just don't see. Because we always get these bullshit bills with a bunch of shit put in that's like, in, like Democrats will always throw shit in like for abortions or Planned Parenthood or for taxes or like they always throw some stupid thing in there that they know Republicans don't like and will veto because of that and so that it gives Republicans a catch 22 of you know you approve it and there's all this shit here funds abortions or you disapprove it and then poor people don't get money or veterans don't get money so like they do that deliberately and they lose every time because they play right into it. And Trump 
just just went over all that and said no we're not going to do that you guys aren't getting the job done nothing's happening as obama would say i have my pen and i have my phone and so he just goes and overrides the parties it's fantastic you said pentastic. <laughs> oh no! I hope I didn't say that. <laughs> That's actually cool, though. Pentastic. <laughs> See, on Versa Media and Real News, we invent new words here. We have our own dictionary. <laughs> trendsetters. Yeah, we Absolutely. are. We are trendsetters. We're like the Beatles. We change like fashion. We we are we are not followers. We are leaders. <laughs> we are innovators. We're the iPhone of YouTube. <laughs> well, speaking of YouTube, uh, Alex, you still on? I think he is. Oh, he left us again. Darn it. Wanted to talk about the Jake Paul stuff, so I'll have to leave him some suspense for that because he knows a bit more about that than I do. But, um, oh, I'll touch on Loomer. Oh, my favorite campaign other than Trump's that's happening right now. She had a fantastic uh, week. Because this is when you have to file your FCC report saying how much money you were raising. And Loomer has hit the big million dollar mark. She has raised a million dollars now on her campaign. Obviously, that's going to have to pay for a lot of expenses, but she has raised a million dollars. That can't be understated. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. Firecracker, where are you? That's your girl. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody keeps going out when I talk about their favorite subject, but I know it's fantastic. I mean, I I finally got her hat in the mail because when they, uh, I I donated the fifty bucks to get the hat and the shirt, and the shirt came with a mask and with stickers and a card she signed. It was really cool, and I was like, this is awesome. But I didn't see my mat my uh, hat, and I guess they forgot to package it, so they sent another hat. And they have fantastic, first of all, fantastic customer service because not only did they fix the problem, but they sent me two more stickers and another card signed by Loomer. I was like, that's a total win. Dude, Trump's campaign did that too. Like, I ordered the hat and the jersey, and I ended up getting two hats. And it wasn't like part of the promo, but like the, the excitement that I got when I got two hats, not just one, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's happened before. I know of somebody that actually, like, they got a signed version of the art of the deal, and they got two of them. I was like, you know, even though they only won one or something. And <laughs> actually, when I was in the office the other day, we got free shirts, hats, oh, nice. lapels, and um, a, a, a button. So I got some new Trump gear, which is like, shit, it's like all over $100 right there. I mean, the hat's 25 Sure, I think it's like 30 the button's like 10 the lapel's probably like 10 or 15 so it's like close to 100 i guess so yeah it's cool stuff that's nice hey you hear something funny i went on twitter while we we're talking i put trump is batman within six minutes we got 47 likes nice <laughs> Maybe people are thinking the same thing we are. Maybe. You gotta get that clip of him saying I'm Batman on the helicopter with that tweet. That'd be like a fantastic... I would go viral. Please. Yeah, send it to me or I'll find it myself. But like, that would be so dope. Now 48. 
Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> still climbing. Still climbing. And it's all here. First Media News. Tell your friends to come here and check us out. Share the video. Like the video. We are the truth. We're real news. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody should subscribe to Donnie if you haven't. And follow her on Twitter at Donnie the Don. I think that's your handle, right? Donnie the Don? Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's pretty much everything. 50 some subs now. What was it? You're at like 950 some subs now. Shit. Yeah, something like that. Dude, once you cross yeah. that thousand mark, like, oh man. On Twitter, you have 32,000 followers. Yeah, and then that built back up. Like, because yesterday I lost like over 600, the day before 100. Today I lost 200. So they're taking them left and right, too. Well, and I looked into that a bit more because Cernovich was talking about that, and it sounds like everybody's accounts were getting, like, Twitter yeah. does this every now and then yeah. where they um, they remove inactive accounts because they assume that they're bots or they're fake accounts or something. So everybody across the board was losing followers, like left, right, center, up, down, inside out. And, you know, that's the funny thing about Twitter is, like, when you see, like, these celebrities, like let's say Katy Perry or Taylor Swift, that millions of followers, like the amount of people that are real on that follower count is like half, or like a quarter. You know, these okay. get inflated. Because you know, I I made a, a joke. I was laughing at Oprah because she made a post one day. I saw she had less than eight hundred likes on her video posts, mm-hmm. and she had like a crazy like over fifty million followers or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it's like double-digit millions of followers and you only have less than 800 likes on the video you're paying for the followers yeah you're oprah <laughs> yeah exactly i get better I probably, I probably have better analytics than she does and i'm not famous <laughs> yep yeah it's um that's the big thing people yeah, forget us? wake up what's up what were you saying about falling asleep? Yawning. I heard someone yawning, and I said, no falling asleep with us. Yeah, like that. yeah, that was me. I, I love our show, <laughs> and we're high energy, but man, if I had a long day out in that heat, it's just... When you knock on doors, trying to make sure America's saved, you're a hero. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, you were doing it too, and it's, as you can... How long were you out there? I'm curious. From around 10, 30-ish until 2? Yeah, that was kind of around how I was. I was... 11.30 to, I think, 4. Yeah, it was 11.30 to 4, basically. And but this is trains. my first time. You've been doing this. This is my first day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're going to learn that it's like the first few <laughs> times it's fun. And you kind of like get into it. And you're like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this all day. And then you write, no, I can't do this all day. It's tiring. No, I cannot. It's, it's, it's hot. You can run into someone who really you know, takes you off and you don't want to like keep going, but you keep going anyway. Oh, I'm, you know oh, oh you got to embrace those. I mean, yeah. I, I've gone like, there was the, my, I had a really bad first door knock, like a while, like when I first was doing door knock in 2016, I've told the story before, but, um, I might tell it again if a little later, but I had a really bad one in my first cycle door knocking and that kind of spooked me. Oh, but I got to keep you in suspense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will tell it, actually. Um, but to wrap up my thought, though, is that, you know, it, 
it comes to a point I don't know if it's like the shit I've experienced with Turning Point or other things but like I've become so numb to it and maybe it's just because it's such a dead meme but like there's a point where like it just it wakes you up that's all it does anymore it just wakes you up doesn't scare you it's just like oh okay got one of those I, mean, I was lucky today that everybody disagreed with me was friendly about which is really unusual usually I get the people that are mean and nasty or I get like in my first cycle the guy that was absolutely batshit crazy um I want to answer some comments real quick and I'll dive into the story but Wait, how do you spell your name you spell S-E-A-N, like Sean Connery. Okay, okay thank you. Because I was answering someone's question about who's the host. That was Sam. And I was saying, no, Sean. And I was like, wait, hold up. I don't want to wow. spell it Wow, they think it's <laughs> Sam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has his own show he's streaming right now on the Woodfield Report, so you can look that up. Yeah, but YouTube. stay here. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm not leaving. Don't worry. No, no, no. Kevin, stay here. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. You just, just dual stream it, Kevin. Like, have, like, one on one screen, one on the other. Like, split screen it. You know. But, let's see. Already, do you know how many people Obama pardon? And attract Trump for doing a few. Yeah, good point. My girl, LL. Yes. Firecracker. I'm watching this great show. Thank you. I like Donnie better than Loomer. Ooh. Let's not pick favorites Wait, here. Who, who said that? That was Kevin. I love you, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, okay, you had your good, funny comments, but you're playing, you know, now, now he's playing. No, it. Sean. No, Sean. It might be a personality thing. It, it may not, I'm not ready for office, so we're like different, you know, we're in different lanes. That's true. It could be. Yeah, yeah. And whoa, look what he says, too. And I had the thought, too. Kevin says, Donnie, when are you running for Congress? <laughs> no, I'm not Mute. grabbing Red Bull, Kevin. That's what Phil does. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'll ever run yet, but like, if I do run, I'm running big, like senator. Mm. So I need to cruise get out of the way, though. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> uh, Sean. Okay, okay. He's got a good radio voice. Okay. That's the second time somebody said that to me to th this week. I was at the office, and our executive director, uh, who was, like, talking with me, he's like, Randy was like, hey, Sean, you, ever, you should start a podcast. I'm like, well, funny you mentioned that. I already <laughs> have one <laughs> with my uh, good friends uh, from Penn State. And he's like, you have a really good, like, podcast voice. And I was like, oh, thank you. You really do. You have a great voice for this. I've always thought my voice sound awful. Though, like when I first heard it, it's like, "Hi, I'm Sean. Like, this is my like stupid show <laughs> in Penn State, like that nobody listens to." It's like, I wouldn't want to listen to me, but hey, if people want to, whatever. Phil's got a good voice yeah. too. Cause Phil's is like, you have, got some. Like, you have a really good. Uh, you have a really good projector voice. Oh, I like, like you to would project. Be, you would be the good Ben Stein of the Wonder Years. <laughs> what? For, for dry eyes, red eyes. <laughs> oh, I remember those ads. Yeah, that's Ben Stein. <laughs> oh um, God. But yeah. He, um. No. Yeah. You. You've got a good. Uh. You've got a good podcast voice. 
I'm looking at this dude, and he looks like the most boring man in the world. And he says, in the first video I see is Ben Stein, time for Trump to go. No, no, no. No, he, no I thought he was a Republican. I guess not. Ben Stein or he's a... Who is that? Who is he? What, what's his relevance? <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. He, he had uh, he had a um, speech for right uh, Nixon Gerald Ford, and he's been in movies. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in Ferris Bueller. I know this guy now. Yeah, Bueller. I still know him. He had a show on Comedy Central that was Win Ben Stein's Money, which featured a uh, featured Jimmy Kimmel before he went on the Man Show, and then. <laughs> Before he started bashing Trump daily. Yeah. Talk about like a decline of Jimmy Kimmel. My God. Or like a total 180. Man show. Just the title alone tells you a lot. You know, Fab Crow. A man show to Trump hater. Yeah. Most of their, most of them are so obsessed with him. That's all they talk about. If you go to their Twitter profiles, if you scroll on their feed, all they talk about is Trump. It's insane. Like they like eat, breathe, talk Trump, hate Trump all day, every day. Like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ben Stein on Trump is pretty much a lost cause. Um. Also, Ben Stein, the Democratic Party is ideologically bankrupt. Hmm. But then he says he will vote for Trump. Wait, what? What? Is he oh. bipolar? <laughs> is he one of those yeah, like the? He is. He is. He is. I think he's a Republican because he does talk a lot about like he's he's into like the economy and shit. Yeah, he's pro life too. Uh, yeah, interesting. He initially supported Trump in the 2016 election, but retracted his support in October 2016, writing, but it's time for Donald Trump to go back to Trump Tower. Time for Mike Pence to move up to the top of the ticket. However, Ben Stein went on to vote for Donald Trump. That sounds like, to me, kind of, he didn't realize at first people were going to hate him for voting for supporting Trump. People were going to threaten to boycott him and pull out deals and cut ties with him. I'm look. I'm guessing here, but I wonder if he, you know, stepped back a little bit so that wouldn't happen. Didn't want to take the heat. Or maybe, maybe they had someone he cared about in hostage, was a hostage, right? And he got her back or him back, and then he, when he got him back, then he supported Trump again. <laughs> the Clintons had <laughs> had someone hostage. <laughs> you never know. I feel like some of these people. Um, are hiding their dirt or there something's going on why a lot of these Republicans aren't supporting Trump when they really honestly it should be in their best interest including celebrities mm-hmm. y'all want to get taxed more money or did y'all get a deal like oh we're not going to tax you more money if you support us like it doesn't make sense for rich people to support Democrats it does just, it does not yeah except for like connections social status like networking other than that it's like dude they're really gonna tax you more unless they like get them to put like loopholes in to you know 
uh, save their money. Uh, Kevin says Little Marco, Two Face. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Don't know. And lot. if they're donating a bunch of money to Black Lives Matters, they can use it as a tax cut, right? Yeah, yep, yep. That's a write-off <laughs> right there. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> yep. Um, but to mention Loomer, the one thing I was going to mention about her, too, is that she posts on Parlor. Her, she, again, raised a million dollars. She's already got volunteers out there. Uh, she says, I have the best, most decade campaign volunteers. My volunteers are out at the polls every day for early voting. These last few weeks have been so hot here in Florida, yet my volunteers are always eager and available to help me get elected in the U.S. Congress. I hope they're knocking doors because uh, that's how you get it. And as uh, Milo pointed out, like only 20% of them are white. They're mostly black and Hispanic, which is fantastic. You know, bringing more people in on their waving signs and flags, it looks like, too. Uh, so that's fantastic. That's just great. I love it. Hope she wins so badly. She's like the only person I've ever donated to other than Trump. Um, Trump is the only person I've ever donated to. But the guy that I wouldn't help today... Uh, Jerston mm-hmm. Perendez, I'll be donating to him too. Yeah. I never donate because I look at it as these politicians don't give a shit about your money and they're getting big donor money. So, like, your two cents means nothing. But when well, it's somebody that's real and authentic and that's fighting that's the why. political machines, mm-hmm. it actually matters. Our money matters in your campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, Sean? I've I've done a lot more talking this time than before. I was going to say, I'm pleasantly surprised. Me too. Alex goes, and Sam goes, and all of a sudden, Donnie is like a blossoms up. (laughs) (laughs) And then starts talking more, and then makes jokes that probably aren't really that funny. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. We all have our unique sense of humor on this show, I feel like. Everybody brings something a little different. Like, Phil brings his, uh, how do I put it, uh, boldness and brashness and provocativeness. Yeah, and he's so creative, and, like, he has the different voices and everything. Mm-hmm. Which, we need to bring those yeah. voices back. We need to get more characters. I always thought that was fan- that was sort of underutilized before. Um, I don't know what my style of humor is. Like, it's just trolly, I guess, and sarcastic. <laughs> And Alex is just, he's one of those people that's like, he's just funny just the way he says shit. You know that yeah. sort of person? I kind of feel like you and Alex are similar sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, Alex was my first, like, real close friend I met at college. And, mm-hmm. like, we bonded really quickly. And it's like those certain people you just have a chemistry with. Same thing with yeah. Phil. Like, we just had a certain chemistry that just blended well. And other people may not blend with, you know, me or Phil or Alex that well. I certainly think, you know, that we kind of are all very good with a lot of people. But, like, we're not for everyone. But, like, when when we're together, it's just, like, there's a certain just chemistry that you just can't match. And that's what's so unique about that's so true and you know I've met a lot of people right since I have my group in person that I have on Fridays um and I met Ebony Perkins she was in the chat earlier um Mm -hmm. yesterday and then we just like bonded so quickly you know 
it was so nice to meet another conservative sister and then you know and especially too since we both have brown skin you mm-hmm. know um and then mel same thing and then you know i've met so many people uh, some people i've met who came from twitter at our our meetings so it's super it's super cool to meet people like that you really just click with like that yeah absolutely it's like when even like somebody like um sargon avocado carl benjamin he like look he's this massive youtuber and you know obviously he's gonna be a normal guy like at the end of the day because like you know that's thing with any of these like celebrities or big time people it's like they're still people but like it was something you know there's certain like famous people i met where i don't want to say it's awkward but it's like you can tell it's like holy shit it's a famous person or holy shit it's this guy and you like you you know there's that sort of interaction you have but like with him it was natural fun intelligent interactions from start to finish on both like sides he is such a good people person such a nice genuine guy i just couldn't have been happier and in those sort of people too like you know it's, it's like phil and uh alex here too they just when you're with them you get smarter and you're funnier around them like when i'm with boring people or like some normies it's like i can some i will feel like I'm doing all the funny shit or all the smart shit, and they're just sort of, like, there, or they're just tagging along. But, like, when you're with truly cool people, they make you smarter, you make them smarter, they make you laugh, and you make them laugh. Like, it's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Loomer again... Oh, sorry, what was that? Go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, she yesterday um, posted on Parlor. She said, tonight, the honor of speaking to the Federal Law Enforcement Officer Association in uh, Pembroke Pines, Florida, where I was presented for the award for my unwavering support for law enforcement. That's a solid endorsement, getting a law and order police endorsement. And uh-huh. she's just networking. She's such a good networker. My God. <laughs> As you were saying. I forgot. See, I gave you the opportunity, and you're just like, no. Nope. That's 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 because like what you were saying was more important, like really. <laughs> yeah, because I said Loomer. <laughs> My congressional yeah. campaign made Drudge report today. Good, Drudge actually did something helpful. He's been all over the map recently. Um. Kevin in chat says, you donate so you can say that you donate for you, not them. In many ways, that's kind of true, especially with the, you know, with the big time, you know, party back campaigns. Like people like Loomer and Trump early on, like, nah, that money really did mean a lot. I mean, campaigns are expensive as shit. Even the ones where the party's backing them, like those small donations add up. Like with Bernie, for example, and they, I mean, unless they're pocketing the money, which some suspect Bernie and his wife might have been funneling it in some ways. What? Yeah. There's some crazy I shit with I that. I didn't know that. It's really crazy. I didn't know about it, too, until my dad mentioned it. There's some stuff where Bernie's wife, I forget how this works. She was like... Like handling the funds for his ads, and they were going to some like, 
like weird address and it's like some people think they were just pocketing the money it's really weird there's like a weird scam that hasn't been looked into there Bernie Sanders wife and money see if I can find someone that but it's really weird uh, I can probably find fence before we end the night we're gonna have to go through my twitter feed about the bat the trump's batman there's so many funny like pictures you're gonna have to show it it's it's really funny like <laughs> yeah i'll pull up your feed right now oh there it is the first tweet i see <laughs> it's hilarious well it might be what i tagged you in yeah it yeah might be the but it is hilarious <laughs> and then someone said uh, i'm not saying trump's batman but i've never seen both of them in the room at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I think ba- I think Trump has a Batman for the win. Like that's a lot of um, likes within what that less than thirty minutes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Twitter is like, you know, you got to break. You know, if you just keep saying the same shit by saying, you're not going to break out. But if you say something that's unique that's provocative that's fun that's interesting that's how you break out and all things like that you know can kind of you know they, they're interesting like people want to like and retweet that like i don't want to like a tweet that's like the democratic party is a socialist party Urgh. yeah <laughs> very original take there very interesting no it's like when you say something like Trump is Batman, it's like, yes, I want to like yeah. that. And I don't see Iron Man, because, you know, Iron Man kind of seems similar to Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't see Iron I don't see the engineering piece. I just think of how Bruce thinks logically uh-huh. and those things he does. The same background story, I guess, in a little bit, with him being rich, like crime. Fighting Joker. Oh, that's another thing. Batman fights Joker. Democrats are joker. They feed on people with mental issues and they use them to fight their battles for them. And then Trump is fighting them. So therefore, I win the argument. Trump is Batman. He's not Superman. He's not Iron Man. Trump is Batman. Yeah. Iron Man is Elon Musk. Elon Musk is Iron Man. (laughs) And another thing, too, I'm seeing on Twitter trending. I'm going to give some insight on this that I heard from a volunteer. Um, according to the FDA, hydroxychloroquine is not an effective treatment for COVID-19. I'd have to read into that a bit more, uh, see if that's what the FDA even really said. But, but I was talking to a volunteer that actually works at Penn State, um, Hershey Medical Center, I think it's called. Um, it's not the one I think near main campus. It's one near, closer to Lancaster area. I forget exactly what it's called, but I think it was Penn State Hershey. And she said that... Number one, there's a lot of things that are COVID cases that being called COVID cases aren't. Number two is it's being way overblown. The deaths are really overblown. Everything about it's overblown. It's bad, but it is getting politically utilized um, for political gains. And she really doesn't like Fauci. She thinks he's been pushing, he was pushing Rendenzavir for money and not hydroxychloroquine which is substantially cheaper and less money could be true i mean that's just her take and she seems to have some xp with this stuff but 
you know, it's it's the most politicized thing that shouldn't be politicized. <laughs> I know. I'm hitting on we one AM here. Yeah. Yeah, before that dread one AM hits. Oh yeah, for you. It'll be twelve for me. Yeah, you, you people on your central time are an hour behind us. <laughs> oh, that's a cool picture. Um, I'll tag you in this, Donnie. It's a, I don't know. These have been really cool. This has been like a sensation in Florida. These Trump boat parades. I don't know if you guys have been oh, seeing yeah, these. Those are super cool. Yeah. I think it's so awesome. Like it's like so different. Like there's so much. I honestly. Th- they say like what Trump had like eighty five percent enthusiasm or eighty six from his party, mm-hmm. but like Trump, I honestly think he has like ninety five. Oh, it's gonna be higher, yeah. Because there's no way. Like I'm excited. I've never gone these lengths to promote somebody ever, mm-hmm. ever. And he he's just he says what he's gonna do, and I don't like being lied to. And he doesn't lie. Is he perfect? No, not by any means. But he doesn't lie. He does what he says he wants to do, and he seems to really care about the people. Yeah. Yeah. And not himself. Like, everything, like, I look at those, like, 20, that original 2016 announcement speech, you know, the immigration, the America First foreign policy and trade, the focus on helping the American worker, and cutting out the lobbies, cutting out the special interests, which, by the way, I'm going to mention something about that, but all this stuff... It, it, it just gets to the heart of what people have been like hungry for. I mean, we're a little bit young. Or, oh, sorry, we. I'm a little bit young, but I bet you guys remember the Tea Party movement. That really sure. was sort of like the foreshadowing of Trump. I mean, you could tell there was some, there was anger and animosity building, and I don't think Trump could have run in 2012. Like some people were saying he was going to. I remember when there yeah. was talk of that. You need another four years of Obama. You know, we need, the country needs to go through that to be ready to want Trump. Um, right, but, everything happens for a reason. So if Obama didn't make laws in a branch where he wasn't supposed to be making laws, um, now Trump has that power to do that. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like, you know, if, if Trump jumped in sooner. Like, everything happened in good timing and for a reason. Yeah. All about timing. It's critical. Um, but one thing I'm gonna pull up. Let's see if I have it. Cause these Trump boats remind me that I'm gonna mention the other thing I was gonna mention. The, when the SpaceX um rocket, uh, the capsule landed in the ocean, it landed near I think Florida, and it was like the funniest unintentional photo bomb <laughs> ever. Which was like when there were these boats, local boats there coming to the capsule one of them had a freaking trump flag <laughs> so so funny to see that like, on the news i'm like yes this is why i love these people yes they're like the best people mm-hmm. they really are yeah they're i love trump supporters they're just they're just great people um yeah and kevin said obama is the reason we have trump exactly Period. yep mm-hmm. that's why i love obama you know, voters defected to Trump. You know, 
It, they they woke up and realized that they didn't get the hope and change they want, but Trump was different. He get he he delivered on his promises. Yep. So what do you have to lose instead of pandering? And I love it. I I don't I love it. I appreciate him not insulting my intelligence. Mm-hmm. And he's also like super funny. Like one thing I was gonna mention too is that during mm-hmm. that press conference mm-hmm. yesterday when the media was going after him for like, oh, you're like, oh, these people don't have uh, masks or something. I forget what they were saying. And Trump's like, um, God, I need to find it. It was so funny. Posobiec retweeted. It was so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> let me find it. Um, shoot, where is it? It's just such a funny tweet um, that he posted what Trump said. But like the media was like attacking him. Um, I found yeah. A reporter just asked why Trump's guests weren't social distancing or wearing masks, and Trump said that's okay. It's a peaceful protest. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My present. That's my present. Yep. It's funny. It's it's clever. It's holding them to their standards. And people were wearing masks and social distancing for the most part, I think. But it's like, it's just funny. You know, it's like yeah. how he sucks the oxygen out of the room. But I was going to mention, too, when they're talking about cutting out special interests and all shit, there was a documentary uh, that came out on HBO called The Swamp. Did any of you get a chance to watch that? I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I tend to watch politics or anime, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a combo. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was a... I was interested in it because it had Matt Gates in it, and I love Matt Gates. He is this. I, I like him too. The one thing I will say about this documentary is it will make you love Matt Gates even more, and gain a whole new level of respect for him. He, I didn't even know this, but he um, announced at CPAC 2020. I was even there, and I didn't even like hear about this shit. He is no longer taking any. Super PAC, uh, special interests, or lobbyist money. He's cut it all out. Good for him. I can totally see why. See, I like him. So I like him way more than I like um, Crenshaw. I like to switch him. You know, Crenshaw can go wherever he's at, and then Matt can come to Texas. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crenshaw's cool, but he seems kind of like moderate to me. Yeah, I have a lot of big issues with Crenshaw. I mean, I liked him initially. I think he's got talent, but, like, some of his policy things are, like, really, like, I don't know, dude. But She reminds me of Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> Tulsi, yeah, she, man, she's falling off the map. Like, nobody talks about her anymore all of a sudden. Like, I haven't heard that name in she a long time. She was trying to trick conservatives who, like, never Trumpers to think that she was more conservative or moderate she was trying to trick them she, she raised her hand just like everybody else and if you look at her twitter feed she's like really actually anti-trump huge hater oh huge yeah hater. i knew some people from penn state that were like i i don't even know what i classified them as but they were an issue like trump supporters and they like they went on to the yang gang train then they went on to the uh-huh. tulsi train and i'm like you people are like <laughs> believe in nothing i mean tulsi gabbard is not conservative yeah no loyalty 
I mean, she, when you, like, look, yes, is her foreign policy a bit more, you know, what we like? Yes. But what else does she have? Nothing else. She's... Nice face, nice body. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, she does have a nice face. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly the thing. It's like guys are getting, like, under that fucking, like, hypnosis of, like, they're getting hypnotized by her because she's good looking. I'm like, yeah, she's good looking, but, like... Look beyond that, and she's for Medicare for all. She's friendly mm-hmm. with Antifa and Occupy Wall Street people. Like, you look, mm-hmm. and she hates Trump. Like, this girl is a progressive on most yes. things. Yep. And been falling for it. And that's why sometimes, too, like, if someone's like, oh, you really like you, you should run for office. And, like, well, is it because you really like what I'm saying, or is it my face? Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, we have to like remember like the actual policy they're putting in place what these people are saying to their followers what people are saying to people behind closed doors you know Hillary tells one group one thing and then she tells another group another group um a thing mm-hmm. and whatever happened when Tulsi Gabbard's suing Hillary by the way like whatever happened with that like that I away. don't even know if anything came of it I mean it was nice at the time like it's just a political stunt and that's like, mm-hmm. you know, and she, and her problem is like, like you heard these people like, oh, she, she has a chance of getting the nomination. Like, no, she doesn't. She doesn't appeal to anyone. She, mm-hmm. she's a Democrat that appeals to <laughs> the, the conservatives like, like that's a losing formula. You need Democrats to like you. That's your target market. I mean, I, I don't know what she was trying to do except try to be different make a name for herself and get a fox she's news gig that's what she was trying to do could be that too it could be very that too uh so Ke- sean um kevin suggests that we become <laughs> leaders in canada i, I was canada? gonna say that no i do not Let's go. sorry Let's kevin go. i'm gonna have to decline that <laughs> invitation because i like america <laughs> i like the freedoms we have i like the president we have and I like that we don't. He wanted have... to save Canada, though. We need to save them too. <laughs> I, dude, if Canada voted for a fucking blackface Trudeau, 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 as my uncle, my girlfriend calls him Trudeau. That's I made a joke there. She's gonna hate me for that. But <laughs> Trudeau, I mean, Jesus, no, like that country is like something else. I like this podcast yeah, more but... than Fox News. Thank you. Donnie hypnotized Amen. me too. Ooh, now I'm listening to Sean. Ooh, ooh. But Kevin said he actually likes Tulsi, but dude, she was trying to trick you. She was trying to hypnotize you. Yeah, don't fall for it, man. Don't fall for it. She got a cute smile, nice little shape. She was trying to get you. Kevin, <laughs> I really like Leo Terrell 2.0. Dude, base Leo, what happened to him? <laughs> Oh my god. He went from this biggest Trump hater to like I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> it's amazing. Justin Turtle. <laughs> Possibly Western separation. Hey yeah. Radio Freedom. We're about to get off soon. But yeah. I'm happy you came. <laughs> yeah. Love the support, dude. Um Radio Freedom so just much. popped in. Um, but yeah, like I was saying about the documentary that I want to hit on that a little bit because it was, it's worth watching, but Matt Gates is just, I love Matt Gates. He's a super smart, solid guy. Good looking, good talker. He's a fire. Oh, he is and fire. And he's single too, right? 
Um, I'll leave the ladies uh, to look into that. <laughs> I, I'm a lady. <laughs> hey, well, do you do your research now? Let's fact check that. <laughs> I'm really joking though. I actually made a post one day asking jokingly, like I did now, if Matt Gates was single, <laughs> and people started tagging him. <laughs> I'd be like, he can't be. Dude's a Chad, natural Chad. <laughs> but he, um. It's very interesting sort of following his, like, day-to-day life in that documentary. But Thomas Massey also was in that. And I, Massey's hit or miss with me because he's got that libertarianism in him that just can't get out of him. But Gates is a solid populist. He is presidential material. Like, he is going to run for president one day, and he's going to win. He is a rock star. I mean, and I Trump love him. Trump likes him, too. And Trump's complimented him numerous times. Oh, that's the best part of the documentary is when he calls Trump – and they have their phone conversations, like, in the documentary. And Gates, literally, when he leaves a voicemail for Trump, I'm not making this up. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, Mr. President, uh, this is uh, Matt Gates, your favorite congressman. Um, <laughs> I love it. I have to, I'm watching this as soon as this is over. I'm watching. Yeah, it's on HBO, so you can check it out, uh, stream and everything. Wait, I thought it was Netflix. No, it's on HBO. Oh, I might watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I went for oh, I'm totally oh, okay. I might watch this. <laughs> we'll have to, we don't have to pay for it. I already have a subscription, so like it's something separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. If you have HBO, you can view it online on their um, HBO Max uh, website. Even if you like subscribe to HBO on cable, like you can get uh, through HBO Max. Uh, but you can probably find clips somewhere of that. But those are really cool parts and like Trump praises the shit out of Matt Gates. he's like I love you Matt mm-hmm. you're, you're you know he's like you're you're really talented and you have a look too like you're really good looking <laughs> so, yeah he does yep I remember and then I like Jim Jordan too who's that Jim Jordan oh yeah Jim Jordan's mm-hmm. pretty good mm-hmm. recently and I heard some stuff that was kind of like eh, I don't know about him but like he's he's pretty soft for the most part Sometimes they lie, though. Remember, they lie. Yeah. He seems pretty consistent to me. Well, there's something about the big tech hearing that Cernovich was talking about where I think Jim Jordan was basically not going to hold big tech accountable or anything. Like, I forget the whole deal with that. Like, I I don't want to dive too deep into it because I don't know the details, but people should check that out on Cernovich's website because he had a memo that he released about um, Jim Jordan about the tech stuff that's seemed pretty concerning but uh the one thing i didn't like about this documentary does it kind of takes like a leftist take with it near the end like it does a pretty good job highlighting these republicans but it like the, the trump the gates of trump bromance this article calls is fantastic um <laughs> it's just so freaking funny yeah like this one part says where trump told gates on the phone after the Mueller hearing you were great today you're handsome so that's always good <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just funny but like um, what I didn't like is at the end of it they kind of frame Trump and paint Trump as like this guy that was going to drain the swamp that became the swamp which isn't true at all like it's totally false I didn't like that because like Trump he fired um, Comey got rid of um, uh, McCabe put a ban on lobbying for a year or something like that in the a lifetime ban on lobbying for like I forget what the thing is but he put some sort of ban on lobbying and he uh, he's brought in people like Gates or like these drain the swamp type guys and inspired people like that like he's done 
substantial things that drain the swamp, but it's a generational yeah. thing. Like you need your gazes, you need other people to come in that are not bought and paid for by the special interests. And look, Trump's got so much money. Like, and they're like paying like he's taking all this money. And I'm like, I personally think Trump's gonna say fuck these guys. Like, I don't think he's gonna really be beholden to them at all. So, I I didn't like that angle to it. But overall, though, it was a well worth it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we didn't even touch the Jake Paul stuff. So, I'll mention that briefly. But once Alex gets back on next week, we can dive into it. Basically, Jake Paul has this like Weinstein like manager, allegedly, um, that allegedly does some really creepy stuff like um, sexually harassing and assaulting women in the. Uh, Paul's mansion and even raping a girl I think so it's pretty bad and that's what because the FBI raided their place the other day and that's what sounds like it was really over not him being involved with the looting down in Arizona but this shit oh the FBI raided some place in Cleveland Ohio too in Miami Florida oh they had to do with uh, Burisma oh really Mm mm-hmm well, Alex came back in for the perfect times. We were gonna. I was up, saving the Jake Paul story for you. Sorry about that. I had some, had some stuff I had to deal with, but uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You know, Alex is a busy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that Jake Paul stuff. Like that guy. I swear to God. Like the whole Paul family. I think they're some very just fucked up people that somehow keep getting away with it. You know, they're like the. The YouTube, like the fucking popular Sam Hines of the world, they keep getting the fuck away with it. <laughs> but uh, no, like it, it, it's kind of you know they can do whatever they want because they're fucking rich and famous. It's basically like from what I hear, they're who was it? Jake Paul was participating in rioting and looting. You know, basically using the Black Lives Matter protests to go and further their own aims. While on top of that, they were committing allegedly mm. some, um, you know, some pretty disturbing stuff. Like allegedly, the the manager, according to um, who was that drama alert, like, and the people that he brought on there, there was some sexual assault allegations thrown around there, and involving you know multiple people, the manager and himself included. And they were saying that he didn't know. He might not know what's going on. I call bullshit because how do you not know what's going on in your own house? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And then they like when they raid his house, they found like all sorts of like just weird shit. Like they found a, a bunch of like guns and stuff. And I live in California, and some of those did not necessarily look California. Legal. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't give a shit about those laws, but like, I, it just makes me wonder what's this guy doing? You know what's. Ooh what's really going on with him because i don't think it's legitimate activity going on in his house i think there could very well be some uh, disturbing disturbing things and you know time will tell but it seems like this family you know between him and like his brother like they've done so much just bizarre shit like his brother with the suicide forest and tasing rats and all this other stuff and you know a bunch of these like sort of ponzi scheme-ish like scam and uh, whatnot YouTube things going on, like these YouTube videos about these companies, which just seem pretty fishy. Like what's, what's going on over here. And, you know, I think his brother isn't monetized anymore, but him, 
you know, he still apparently is. Like, how does that fucking happen? How is Logan Paul still even on YouTube? Other than for the fact that obviously they, you know, they're good for YouTube because YouTube probably still makes some money off him some way. You hit the nail on the head. They're good for YouTube. They don't like YouTube doesn't really care as long as you're raking in the dough. Yeah. Well, it's Illy. I want to see if Keem gets more infime. I can't believe fucking like drama alert is like doing like social. I don't want to say social justice, but like, you social know, services. what was that? Social services. Yes, yeah, social services. <laughs> like people in the comments were even making jokes because like, his line at the end of it's like, you know, if anybody um has any stories to share. Or like to come forward, just you know, come on drama alert. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You should probably call the police too. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. But it's just crazy what's going on with that. And I I think personally this is gonna be the thing that does Logan and uh Jake Paul in. Or maybe just Jake, but it depends how much Logan's tied to this, but this is pretty bad. I mean, it's just, oh, dude, it's 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 I next level. I honestly, I doubt it because these people are so well connected. The manager is probably gonna be the fall guy for this. I'm telling you that right now because that's what I see coming from this behavior. Okay. He's in the fall time, and um, yeah. And did he see like what's going on too? Speaking of YouTube drama with Pokemon now, like she apparently mm. quit. YouTube. Oh, she did. Like she's going to like I think she made a post like I'm going AFK after she got so much heat from like fucking Leafy and um I think Team wow. uh, Star. Well, I see a Leafy video popped up on this Keem video. It says content blackout Pokemon. Yeah, that's that's what they talked about that over there. Like honestly, she's I I don't like her. She's cancerous to YouTube and my like not YouTube Twitch. Like, she is above the law on Twitch. She has done so many things which would get other people, like, can't. Like, she had, and, you know, it's stuff that honestly shouldn't be rules, but they are. But because she's as popular as she is, they give her a, uh, a free pass. She is pretty, though. Is she, though? I mean, Well, yeah, with I mean, her makeup, let me put it that way. Yeah, then, like, the whole thing, people started unsubbing from her because they found out that she had a boyfriend, allegedly. <laughs> so, yeah, like... Simps out. Yeah, there's a bunch of fucking, like, incels and simps <laughs> on her uh, YouTube. Which, you know... I was she pretend to have a boyfriend? Oh, no, she didn't pretend. Like, I think Leafy said that, and apparently it was or maybe not, I don't know, but people still got to, like, they didn't like that because, you know, it's their wife who. Mm. I mean, right, she... imagine themselves being married to her or something and they weren't very happy that she's in a relationship. Yeah, they want to go and think that she's just, like, you know, they have a chance with her, which is <laughs> stupid. It's like a stripper, sort of. Like, I don't know, some of these, some of these, like, Twitch streamers, and she doesn't even really make her own content most of the time. It's like, she'll react to videos on Twitch. Mm -hmm. A lot of Did you realize that Cardi B started a fans-only account, or however you say that thing? She started like, an OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, she was a stripper, wasn't she? 
Yeah, but she must be poor because she's trying to pretend like she's doing it to get rid of her haters. If her haters want to hate, they have to pay for it. No, she needs money. Like, <laughs> that's how I'm looking at it. To be fair, you can make a lot of money in that business. Mm-hmm. Like, I had there this girl who used to go to my high school who she became a porn star. And then she ended up just going to become a cam girl because she makes so much more money being a cam girl than being an actual porn star. Because, you know. Katie said she doesn't dance now. She makes money moves, remember? Yeah, but I mean, didn't say anything about like, being a cam, cam or whatever the politically correct term was of OnlyFans. <laughs> Wow. Look at the only fan, only people. Um, I'm just making fun of Cardi because you know she thinks she can talk smack about the president of the United States, but if anyone talks about her, it's different. Pokimane, I can't believe how many like the shit she gets on Twitter. Like she on this one picture, she's like showing a before and after after of her skincare. She has eighty nine thousand likes on it. These fucking like Simpson incels like flocked her. I mean look, is she cute and pretty? Yeah, definitely. But like Jesus Christ guys. That's that's the way it is, you know, if you're a pretty female streamer, you can make a lot of money just because there's guys out there who want to go and, you know, fantasize about it. It's a fantasy and it's a very simpy fantasy out there too. Cause these people were like you know, they're her, like, White Knight Army. When Stone criticizes her, they mm-hmm. will go and, like, flag the video, try to take it down. It got, like, Leafy's one video uh, age-restricted, like, as soon as he posted it. Wow. But, like, you know, and she's just, like, she's just bad for the platform, too, because she'll go and advocate to get people's sponsors removed. Like, she's one of those sort of people, which I think is pretty bad. You know, you should never try to go and, like, attack sponsors. That's what, who was it, H3H3? That was what he tried to do. With oh, the yeah. Story. Yeah, and it just creates the situation that, you know, no one really wins. You know, you think you're doing, you know, a good move or whatever. You're hurting your enemies, but, you know, it doesn't do anything positive for the community. It makes it even harder for everyone to make money off of YouTube. And that's, you know, some people do that for a living. But, yeah, Here, I, got... I saw something in the chat. Someone said Nancy is pretty, too. <laughs> Nancy. What? Pelosi? Are you oh, fucking God. with me? Was she making Adobe fans now? Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine Nancy yeah, Pelosi's? Can you imagine her OnlyFans? Oh my God. You know who I see who could actually yes. do that? Tommy I... Laren? Yes, but I think like AOC trying to do something. Yo, like she that. would. I would actually laugh if she did. No, AOC made some like League of Legends references recently. Apparently, she plays it. Oh God! Did you guys talk about that yet? With the China executive order. No, that's true. The TikTok ban. There's just so much. It's not even just TikTok. Is WeChat, Tencent. Yeah, yeah you want to dive into that real quick, Alex? Can you explain the TLDR of that? Yeah, so basically Trump did an executive order and it's going to be affecting uh, a bunch of these online like uh, Chinese-related applications. So we got ByteDance, I think uh, TikTok was included in there, which or ByteDance, I think, is the same people. Yeah. And there was, uh, you know, what, what was that one you just mentioned? Tencent. Yeah, Tencent, which owns a disturbing amount of 
you know, game companies are related to that, you know, so be, be aware, you know, you're going to be having potentially uh, some interesting stuff in the games market because we've allowed the Chinese to basically get so heavily invested and involved in our game companies. So I'd, you know, I'd be on the lookout for that because I don't know what's going to happen because there's a lot of game companies involved. And mm -hmm. Epic Games is a big one. Because Yikes. in China, if you want to basically be involved in the games industry, you have to go through these Chinese companies. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to start to have some issues. Yeah. But I, I mean... think you know in the long run what was that I, th I think it's a good thing in the long run to start divesting from yep. you know these companies because and you've seen it too like activision because their ties to china they've had issues with uh you know censorship especially with uh what you call it the um the incident with like Hong Kong, back when people actually cared about Hong Kong before it got completely taken over by the Chi-Coms. Mm. Yeah, and the fact that people who speak up about stuff end up missing or dead. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Like, their whole country is probably the, you know, they call the Soviet Union the evil empire. I think they're wrong. I think China yep. is the evil empire. Absolutely. China is the new evil empire, and look, we have probably all been known we've all known this for years talking about for years trump's been talking about for years like these people that are just waking up i'm like where have you been where has your head been in that you haven't like known anything about china um but look in your closet and look at all your clothes like yeah. where have you been <laughs> no i mean you're not even like you know that's it's obviously a joke but like it's got truth to it. it's like these people are in their own little worlds their own little bubbles and they're usually elitist with their fancy clothes and shit they just don't they don't care or don't see it um and the other thing too is that uh something we you know in relation to tiktok thing microsoft is looking to buy uh basically the infrastructure of tiktok like basically sort of be the Pretty u.s bad. Yeah, by the yeah. I don't know. Like, there's there some things that Trump said that I actually disagree with on that. It's like he wants a cut of that. I don't think he should get cut. I don't think the U.S. should get a cut of that necessarily. I think just getting rid of, you know, TikTok as a force. But I, I am concerned with that too because you can see why. I can tell you who's been posturing for that. And it's not for, you know, Big U.S. Tech. national security reasons. Yeah, they don't want competition. Yeah. That's well, what I'm concerned about. I think that it's I think it's okay for Trump as a president to say something about that because Trump already addressed that he may be banning TikTok before this and then Microsoft turned around and did it anyways. That's in my opinion them just doing something behind his back or doing something behind our backs. Well no, I'm just concerned with the fact that like we already have some tech monopolies in this country that you know, even though they're run by Americans, their values are probably closer to anti-American than anything else. Yeah, but, I see. Yeah. But That's you true. know, my other issue with that too is like, like Trump keeps saying, "Oh, I want a cut of this." I don't know if I mean, he might just be saying that to go and you know posture or whatever. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see the legal precedent unless it's like through a tax on the purchase, which I don't think that's the way that works. 
because I think that's already like pre-tax assets going to purchase it. I don't even know if, my, if Microsoft's going to actually buy it because they might just sell it to a European country. I think yeah. somebody is going to buy it up because here's the thing. When, when I said that TikTok would be banned, I didn't anticipate that these are companies would try to like buy parts of it because I, I don't understand how a lot of shit works. But I think TikTok will be out of the hands of the Chinese within 45 days, one way or the other. It's either going to be banned or somebody else is going to take it up. I think it's more likely somebody takes it up because it's so freaking huge is the you know, platform of the Zoomers right now. And it's, it's going to be whoever buys it is going to have a very interesting buy because on the one hand, you're buying the biggest social media platform, the biggest growing one right now. But on the other hand, it's it's fucking name has been tarnished as as CCP spyware. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as uh, Radio Free mentioned in the uh, chat here, something I've been thinking too, which is like when I first heard that Microsoft might buy it, I was like, shit, maybe I will download TikTok now. But then I quickly thought, what's the fucking difference? Like, yeah, Microsoft has it, but. The Chinese are, are, aren't stupid. They're going to put some backdoor in there to still get shit out of it. I still don't trust it. Mm-hmm. I, exactly. I can't trust it. Well, I think what what will be the difference is the server. Like, what might happen to... There might be a U.S. version and then international version that ends up being created. So Chinese might retain rights in everywhere, but, you know, the U.S. and other countries that are against China... And there might be the international version, which is the same old TikTok that you've come to know. That might happen. Uh, and they'll probably, the US version will probably just use like Microsoft resources instead of mainland. But China. how do you know? Here's the thing it's like, I, I, look, we know that China and big tech are like buddy buddies, despite what any of them say. How do you know China isn't just like getting all that shit from Microsoft? Like, I, I still think they're going to cut a deal with them and, get data or get whatever from them i just i can't trust anything that has any sort of chinese origins like that i honestly think that tiktok might end up phasing out because um instagram has been discussing new features that are similar to tiktok so if instagram doesn't have that same rap as tiktok does and people like those features they're going to go to that and instagram is also adding other features which will help people grow their business and sell their products. So I, I mm-hmm. think TikTok might eventually phase out. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just downloaded Instagram actually for the first time, <laughs> like actually a day ago. I just never <laughs> jumped into it because it's just, I never quite understood the point of it because it's like you can post I had pictures anyway. I, I had Instagram and Facebook, you know, before I ever had Twitter. Mm. I think the and first so, thing I jumped on was Twitter. <laughs> maybe maybe Twitter's a, a younger people thing then, you know? Kind well, of. Company. Then I think, didn't it get bought out by Facebook a while ago? Instagram did, yeah. And that's an interesting thing too, because from what I understand, that was purely as an anti-competitive reasoning to go and purchase it from Facebook. They didn't really gain anything or then they lost competition. Which... Uh-huh. Honestly, to me, that sounds like anti-competitive practices, but I'm not a lawyer, so you know. It sounds like monopoly because you know the you know the Congress has already investigated and brought this up, but you know, Facebook denied them trying to have monopoly. But it sounds like a monopoly to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, and that's what has me concerned with that. 
I mean, Microsoft, I feel like that actually be smart on them because they don't really have a leg to stand on in terms of social media. Microsoft's mm-hmm. been more corporate-based. You know, they have Skype, Skype for business, which is kind of on the way out, but Teams. And they have Azure, which is like, you know, that, that's pretty huge in the business world. Yeah. So I think this might be their foray into social media. Mm-hmm. But if, let's say, Facebook tried to buy that, I would be really concerned. Because, or like, oh, if Google tick- tried to do it, even that, oh. that would be concerned because they're already on YouTube. So I want Facebook. Facebook to try to buy it. Please do it. Do it. Do it, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's if they so were like, that just seems anti competitive if like Facebook were to buy it to me. I mean, if they want to go and do, you know, do their own thing, which I heard that they already had a feature that was like short form, you know, that's different, but. I just don't know. I don't think that'd be smart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, I I wonder if TikTok will ever die out or anything because it's, it's see, the funny thing about TikTok is that it's nothing really unique. It meant, you know, Vine did the same thing. You kind of do this on Instagram. You kind of do this on Snapchat, but it's sort of the music you know short music sort of aspect of it that was more unique but so it's like a mixture of myspace <laughs> man now you're dating me <laughs> it's, pretty just, it's pretty much just vine now why did vine go out of business so was it just a monetization thing i have no clue that was weird when vine went out and well now they have bite too which is vine 2.0 Oh, new yeah. report, TikTok suing Trump administration over ban as soon as Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that because there, there is, you could argue that he is made, like he is partially doing this to protect U.S. social media companies. Like there is an argument to be made. But there's also the national security argument, which is a greater argument that will trump their argument. Uh, I'll see how it plays well, that's the case. I'm gonna sue Obama for lying about doing anything for black people. Then, okay, I'm gonna sue Obama then because he's a liar. Yeah, no, he's actually really a liar. <laughs> I mean, I, the national security thing. I mean, yeah, you could you could make that argument. I think it, I think he's def, he was probably pushed to do this from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even personally. Maybe I'm wrong. I think, well, here's the thing. This story broke when Pompeo said that basically TikTok was a national security threat on Laura Ingram's show. That's where this all started. They're looking at this from the national security lens, but I, I, I bet you're right. Big Tech is probably lobbying him, saying they want to ban it. And Trump might use that to his advantage if he's smart uh, with this. But I... I think it's they're looking at this more through the national security lens, but it's Bill Gates says the tick, Microsoft TikTok deal is a poison chalice. Um, and he's probably right, but interesting how he would say that of all people. But it's I I, I don't know. I I think somebody's gonna try to buy it. Might very well be Microsoft, but it's. I think as much as I want TikTok to be banned, I don't think it's I don't think it's just gonna disappear, if you know what I mean. I feel like I, I hope it's banned. I hope so too. Because imagine the children who are on there 
and they're being tracked and with their parents like i want a ban all right let, let's be fair though i mean if you got upload to facebook youtube any of those things you're being tracked anyways of course but at and, least it's not communist china that's a difference yeah, yeah like big tech is evil but i don't want the enemy of the United States, like a global, like an empire or superpower mm -hmm. using my data to build AI and to basically kick exactly. our ass. But if you go and look into what like Google's been doing specifically, they work with China already to go and you know, do a lot of these features. Oh yeah. And we got to stop that too. It's just, yeah, but I thought there was already lawsuits already in place right now with Google with that. I, that's what I saw. Well, I, don't know, I don't know if it was actually resolved yet. That's my thing. Like, no, yeah, it's not resolved yet. No. So that that could be the issue too. But it's like you know, you're, you're screwed if you do. You're screwed if you don't. If you use Facebook, Google, mm -hmm. you know, any of these other services, you know, you're being tracked and your data is being sold to third party companies. You do God knows what with it. Like I think it was like Grinder or whatever that had a huge huge issue with like data like being sold to third-party companies about your hiv status which you know for those of you who don't know grinders like the gay version of tinder so they were basically selling your hiv status allegedly according to the lawsuit to this third party like aids tracking company which oh my gosh yeah and that's a u.s based you know company and facebook has had issues like similar issues where like they go and have these targeted ads and it would basically out people from being gay with some then, of these targeted ads and then people give facebook their debit card like like to pay people like uh, cash app and stuff like oh no i'm not well, like facebook's done so many shitty things too like they had i think it was either facebook or uh who was the other thing on facebook i was like linkedin where they were People could go and use targeted ads to go and sell people houses. And for a long time, you could go and make targeted ads based on like a bunch of protected things you're not allowed to go and use like race and sex and yeah. stuff, which was basically violating numerous laws because he would go and say, Hey, I'm going to go and target, you know, let's say, you know, like black people or white people for housing, which is a big no no federally. So, you know, it, there all these companies they do a lot of really shady shit. And even if it's US based, it's like, I think we need to have a larger conversation about, you know, tech usage of your data in general, other than just, you know, US good China bad. It's yeah. more nuanced than that. I think the US ones need to be, you know, taken to task about some of the stuff they're doing. I like, right. I, I think we probably should have a GDPR like a mat like arbor like the united states version of that because that that's the one thing i do love about europe is they have a legal way to go and get your data back and you know stuff like that and see how they're tracking you but in the u.s i think california has one but that's about it if you don't live in california you don't really have any rights to your own data that's true and i'm kind of like frustrated that they wanted jack dorsey to um show up to that hearing they have a big tech he didn't show up um and they're not holding him accountable so as if he's not actually someone to target they're not doing enough with you know the tech issues here in america and i do still think it's really important to go after tiktok but like they really need to be slamming down like trump can and should really slam down and like make like fines every time i screw with somebody like 
they should be a fine like for five thousand dollars each time they do it they'll stop or they won't have a company anymore at all that's what gdpr is sort of like if you actually look at the law they can do stuff like that and that's why we need a u.s version of it but i know like i think it was google they kept getting in trouble with like antitrust like and a bunch of other violations but they make so much money that they can just eat it and they're still paying like google software developers like hundreds of thousands of dollars you're like the money these people make it's like insane i've used blind before which is like a it's a really interesting social media app but like it's a, one of those ones that is uh, you know anonymous and you can go and see how much people makes it you know it's the whole point like hey i can go and show you how much i make without revealing who i am and these people in like California working for like Facebook, Google, Amazon, all these other companies, they make so much money and mm -hmm. so much from just like hate, hate Trump, you know, a lot of these people, they're like, you know, H1B, like, and uh, contractors from like Indian stuff too. So Did you also see where Twitter stock has dropped? Well, they just had a huge data breach a few weeks ago, which I'm sure they're going to get some sort of fines for that because, you know. My, uh, they got hacked by like a kid. Oh, and speaking I of, think that, I think well, it was stage. No, it was it was done. Like they had, it was like a seventeen-year-old kid like did a voice a voicemail phishing to a Twitter employee. And I mean, I've you know I work in cybersecurity. Like phishing attacks are an absolute you know it's an issue. Like phishing and phishing, that's a surprising number of data breaches can happen as a result of that. That's like the entry point for other bad stuff into your network. One thing well, real quick. Changed, though, is because the fact that the whole Chrissy girl stuff was coming out and then she all of a sudden how, somehow magically unfollowed or blocked a million people and they're hacking blue checkmark accounts. That's why I find it really fishy that they're blaming and putting this on a 17-year-old hacker when this timing wasn't, it seemed like it was beneficial to people who are, you know, begging for protection from Twitter. It could be that too, but like it's like the whole thing with like vishing and fishing, it's not really a sophisticated attack. All I have to go and do is call someone and lie basically to yeah. go and get those attacks. But what's kind of interesting with that too is I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but there was a um, the, the, the trial for this one 17 year old kid. It was over a Zoom conference. and Overtaken by pornography? What? Yeah, I got Zoom bombed. <laughs> like, Zoom bombed a judge. Like, whoever did that, like, they're an absolute <laughs> fucking mad lad over there. <laughs> like, you're really playing with fire. You're going to Zoom bomb, like, a federal trial. But... Oh, my God. I just saw that on like, Google. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, I saw the, I saw like part of the transcript over there, and because it's uh, you know a federal trial, I think you can actually do a Freedom of Information Act request to get the original one. I don't know, like, because I saw a few minutes of it, it was fucking funny, gross and shit, but like, oof. oh my god, it says they apologize because they didn't enable the setting that would prevent people from taking over the screen. How the fuck do you not prevent that? You'd be surprised, like, fe like the federal, like a lot of governments, like especially local, like their cybersecurity awareness is not as high as you would think. That's why you see like tons of local governments getting like ransomware attacks and like defaced, at least back in the day. Like, it's it's surprising because I don't have the money to go and pay for like a full time security operations center or any of these other you know 
things that a lot of Fortune 500 companies have. Apparently, yeah, he is. He's stealing the money for themselves. <laughs> yeah, and apparently the kid has seventeen has three million dollars worth of Bitcoin assets. He's a hacker boy. Mm -hmm. Very interesting, and uh, Jack Dorsey is really big into the Bitcoin world. I haven't seen that. Well, yeah, one I thing I want to mention too quick before we dive into these other things and before we shut down soon, but um, Kanye like posted some tweets of some stuff and one of them's a screenshot of like these this picture of some, I guess, clothes he's making and at the top it has like the search, you know, for Google, like stuff he searched up and it shows in his search box he has Kim K flashes nipple in the search box. What? Oh my god. Troll one. So goofy. I wonder if he is trolling. That's funny. So goofy. And did did y'all talk about the uh video from uh, George Floyd? No, I do. Oh, it's something we do need to talk it. about. Yeah, first off, did y'all see the video? I have not yet, but I need to. Like I absolutely need to because I heard he's a like a fucking like drugged up mess and said I can't breathe before he was even on the ground yeah I saw it he did and um like he seemed like he was on something he wasn't um he wasn't cooperating with the police um he's big as heck like he's a huge guy and then he was somebody who's claustrophobic but he was just in another car it's just a bunch of crap and then the mainstream media news isn't talking about it just like they didn't talk about when the, the couple when the husband died from taking drinking the, the fish tank cleaner they, they didn't mention the fact that she murdered her husband oh she's being investigated for murdering her husband now they just put all these lies come all these lies and never come back or retract or apologize for lying yeah that's that's what they do like honestly i don't know why this video wasn't released earlier like as soon as like as soon as people started demanding it that should have been freedom of information act requested because exactly. i feel, I feel he was arrested like he shouldn't have been arrested if we saw that video oh it's yeah, like, all intentional the ag in minneapolis is um Shit, I forget his name already. He's the guy that held that Antifa handbook in a bookstore. Do you remember that picture? You've probably seen that, Alex. Uh, probably at one point, but it's been a while. He's an Antifa sympathizer. My this, theory... This is an AG, right? What was that? He's, he's an AG? I'm pretty... Yeah, yeah. He's the uh, prosecutor. He's the AG. He's the guy that's heading up this case. Putting certain people in place. Is he one of George Soros? Oh, I bet he's got some Soros connections like a lot of these people. But he mm. is the head prosecutor for this case. And he is, I, I can't, oh, Keith Ellerson, there's his name. Uh, and Tucker says that it was deliberately withheld. I think it was 100% deliberately withheld because this guy believed withheld because it would, it would totally fuck up the narrative. Because George Floyd was painted as this innocent guy. And look, even when this happened, like, I, I thought to myself, like, look, regardless of the context before, after, and all of it, yeah, the officer shouldn't have done this. But what is that context? Because that can totally change this case. And yeah, thank you, Ray, for this, Keith Harrison. You, you guys nailed it. Um, they deliberately withheld it because it would 
It, w- it doesn't fit their narrative. They wouldn't get the race rise. They wouldn't get Black Lives Matter on the street. They wouldn't get all this crap that they think helps Joe Biden. Okay, it's all about the election. It's all about the pandemic. It's all about these things. Like, they know... Look, they always wheel out Black Lives Matter when it's convenient, when it's election season. So they had this George Floyd thing that was like gold. And it worked. And they deliberately withheld it. That's the simple fact as to why it wasn't you know released soon they, they withheld it they didn't want people seeing that that cop needs to sue and all the cops they need to sue minnesota they need to sue the uh, mainstream media like they need to sue them for these lies well what's gonna get crazy is that imagine if these cops get off imagine if they get acquitted they After could. That video, I I think that's probably what's going to happen because I did not see, per, like the amount of chances they gave this guy to comply, and they were being very reasonable with him. From what they, I like, and I've very seen. professional too. Like I honestly, you know, I didn't think that, like some of these people. Maybe they should have got some sort of whoever sat on, like whoever you know stood on his chest. Okay, that was bad, but I don't think that's murder bad. I'm thinking. You know, he could be suspended. He could maybe even fire him. But I manslaughter. don't think I don't think manslaughter. Honestly, I, I think he's gonna. I think what's gonna happen is like murder's obviously gonna be charged against him. But I don't think he's gonna get the murder charge. He's probably gonna get some other shit that's bad. And look, that's the thing is like, again, he shouldn't have put his knee on his neck. Like that is totally uncalled for and ridiculous. I still don't even get why he really did it. But if you see the video, this guy, he was refusing to go into the cop car. They had to do something with him. I don't think that was the smartest thing to go and do. And for all I know, that could have been what they ended up like, you know, that could have been the uh, the SOP or whatever for the police officers. I had to go and see their training documents because, you know, I don't know if they had tasers. Maybe that would have worked. But with how, how, how messed up that guy was, I don't know if that would even work. Like there's, I I don't I don't even really see manslaughter. Like I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna end up getting off scot free, and then you're gonna see people still want to riot. Oh, dude, do you think these happen. rides were bad? We just had, oh my god, it's gonna be, oh, and maybe and again that's my conspiracy. It's like, what if that's the point of this? What if that's why they withheld it? Is number one, you get riots now before the election, and then when the cops get off. You get more rides. Yeah, they're they're trying to make this into Rodney King, but you really can't compare those two events because Rodney King was beaten, you know, right. after he got pulled out of the car like that. Like that was uncalled for. This, you know, I I think there's better ways to do this, obviously, but I don't think this guy was being particularly like racist. I've seen white people get mistreated by police more than this guy has. I think it. I don't think they were trying to go and kill him. Honestly, I think they probably were not trained properly. Like this is probably a training issue. But I, I, I don't think this was. Well, and that's the thing. It's like I don't think this cop was racist. I think he's probably a messed up dude in many ways because he has a history of police brutality. I think there's some issues with him for sure. It could be a sociopath or a psychopath. But when people are all jumping on like George Floyd was murdered, this cop murdered him, and I'm thinking murder is the in- is when you have intent, the intention to kill. I don't know if this guy intended to kill him. 
I mean, I don't know what the fuck was going through his head because he keeps that like knee on his neck for so long. I mean, you have to you have to see how nuts this guy was acting to and put that in context because I feel if they weren't trained properly to use tasers, they didn't have any sort of you know train. Like I don't know what their training's like. You know, their training documents could have said this is how you subdue someone who's yeah. you know resisting arrest because. That's absolutely what George Floyd was doing. He was resisting arrest at that point. Well, and I think that's what a lot of these problems come down to. It's not systematic racism. It's terrible training. And these cops are, you know, trained poorly and they're put in bad situations and it all just becomes a big mess. And this shit rarely happens. Like, it's the thing people gotta keep in mind. I act like police battalion is like this fucking, like, epidemic. Literally, when does it happen? And here's the other thing, too, is if, if it was a racism thing, he had two black people in the car with him who were not arrested. They weren't they weren't detained, anything. They like, you know, they didn't even ask them if they had anything on them or nothing. So if he was really if this was a whole a whole racist motive, then why did the other two black people get to go away? Get to go away scot free. Yeah. Get picked up and go wherever they needed to go. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that and people are forgetting this, but Floyd and the cop were at some like club and they worked together or something like that's just so weird that i wonder if there's some personal more personal connection here i mean seeing the video like i wouldn't have known that they were friends or or known of each other not friends until i saw the connections there like i don't think like he acted in a way that was inappropriate, but I don't think it was unreasonably inappropriate for a probably undertrained police officer. And if you yeah, think about yeah. it, I think that he took it kind of easy on Floyd. Maybe he took it easy on Floyd because he knew who he was. Yeah, because honestly, they could have shot him when he refused to go and show his hands in the car. Like honestly, yeah. that's what I probably would have thought would have happened. If these people were racist, they could have killed him a lot sooner. Then giving him so many chances, they walked him to the car. They tried to put him in there. He kept refusing to go into the police car. You know, not not to mention the fact that he was, you know, some sort of completely out there, and he was in a vehicle and in a state of mind that was not conducive to safe driving. You know, dude, Joy, Joy Floyd, George Floyd sounded like oh, Obi- um, not Biden. <laughs> he sounded like uh, Biden. He's always like, "Come on, man, come on, man," like. <laughs> Biden. <laughs> like he kept trying to go and talk to the officers and like he almost reminded me have you ever seen Shrek? Yeah. You ever seen like Shrek? He kinda yeah. he kinda reminded me of like he was kind of talking like that. Like you know, he was just <laughs> kept bullshitting with these officers and trying to go and change the subject. And I'm like, come on, dude. You know? Yeah. If I was I mean, to be fair, he was probably messed up out of his mind. It probably would have helped if they did have training to go and deal with that, but you know, it's not I don't think this was malicious intent. I think something bad, you know, they shouldn't have done that, but I don't think there was malicious intent originally going into it. I think they they pinned him down because he was refusing to get into the vehicle, and I don't know if they're waiting for EMS to arrive or something, you know, but I, I don't know. Like, they had to do something with him. That probably wasn't the proper way to do it. But, but... he doesn't have any bruises, nothing, nothing from it, nothing. And... He was he was calling the you know he was doing that chicken little thing where it's like I can't breathe before there was any any sort of restraint put on him exactly up. so you know that's probably why like maybe when he said he couldn't breathe when he was on the floor they didn't believe him because 
he he was saying that and he also said he wasn't on any drugs too so the police officers you know maybe if he did say hey i'm you know i'm high or something or whatever maybe they would have done some different maneuvers maybe they would have known hey we need to be really careful he said you know he's messed up but he was saying he wasn't messed up yeah i bet you their friends beforehand and how uh floyd was talking he probably knew he was on drugs because he knew he knows them personally and if you know like you're someone personally and they're acting different and you know they do drugs you you can can tell the difference oh yeah probably another reason why he took it easy on them yeah yeah i honestly agree like if you see this guy yep you know you know there's something wrong with them like after speed like after hearing him talk like he was just going at like a million miles a minute you know it's a sad situation but you know i think if this video got released earlier <laughs> there would have been a lot less deaths from these protests because i don't th- like i think you know the breonna taylor one like i'm like that one 100 wrong there there was definitely some bad stuff taken with that but this well, i don't even see that one there's like i don't wanna, i'm not trying to defend the cops but i've heard stuff that supposedly like the cops were warning the guy in the house like hey put the gun down or don't point the gun at us and he wouldn't comply or something that's what the cops claim happened it's like all these cases it's not like cut and dry i well. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say because like the um uh the Michael Brown one was actually kind of cut and dry. The guy was trying to take his fucking gun, you know, the cop's gun, and was beating up the cop, or he wasn't beating up the cop, but he or did he? That was Trayvon. Trayvon was beating up Zimmerman, and um, he wasn't, he wasn't a cop. He was the neighborhood watch. Yeah, neighborhood watch. Yeah. But like, who was? Who was that one, that one girl who was like in the car and she had her license to carry and she complied with officers and she ended up dead like that one was screwed up. And then, you know, wasn't a black one, but the like one officer who was called about the BB gun in the hotel room, he ended up like making these two guys do this like Simon Says like crawl across the floor thing. That was like really screwed up. Mm. Up like lighting the one guy up. Like I don't see how that, like see, I don't know why there wasn't like riots. Was that the one you sent me that one time where it's like in a hotel hallway? Yeah, like that one. Like, honestly, if you want, if you, you know, if there's ever a place to go and like have serious protests like that one, I don't see why that wasn't like huge protests because there is no reason he should have killed that guy. And that guy, he wasn't even charged with murder. They didn't even, he's still walking free. I think he got fired, but you know, that guy should be behind bars because he just straight up murdered someone for doing this, like, sick game of Simon Says and failing. I have to go and look up what case that was, but, like, that one really makes me upset. Yeah. And then the, like, one girl who was, like, legally concealed carry, that one was upsetting, but they never, you know, they never protest with those ones. It's always these other ones where it's, like, there's nuance to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Like how they use these things always there to just honestly make the country more racist. Like that's the sad thing is it's like I've seen people say shit that they never said before and think in ways they never think before. And it's just like it's really sad. Like that's the greatest tragedy of all this is just all the progress we made for let's say maybe the past three years has all been undone because of this 
because of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter has made the country more racist. Yeah, like I, yeah, I thought we were doing pretty good beforehand. Like before this, like yeah, you know, we are, guys. Look, I'm the only black girl in this show with you guys, and we get along fantastic. I'm I hang out with people all the time who are conservatives, and I went to go knock on their doors, and they didn't didn't all ignore me. They opened the door, they offered me water, they gave me gifts. Like those are conservatives. Mm -hmm. There's, it's just like they're just. Just like this whole lie about the whole switch, it really irks me. And then someone just on Twitter just is like, "Oh, what's this guy's name? Third, third good, good or something? What's his name?" Hold third on, Marshall. Yeah. Oh, well, he was racist. Oh, know your history. And like, you do know that he was a Democrat first, right? And he purposely switched over to make it seem like there's a switch. Like he was a Democrat. And well, he's somebody different then. <laughs> well, yeah, no one's saying that there's like never been racist people in America either. Like there definitely was, and there definitely still is. Like there's racist. Yeah, we have a history, but what we where we're at today, we work together, we do things together. Like it doesn't matter what race you are. We I went to college at Texas A and M, and I have tons and tons of pictures with me with people from multiple different countries. I have tons of pictures of people with white people, black people, people from Africa, the countries in Africa. I have people pictures with people from um, Muslim countries. I have tons of friends from college who are different races. So I honestly also made fun of people in a way about like, I, if you believe in a God, right? And he created us, right? And we're so developed as human beings that we're arguing over skin color. That is ridiculous. It's so elementary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sad because it's like now people are more prejudiced. Now people are more um, hostile. It's like it's the, it's the cancer of identity politics of dividing people up like this. It's like you start pitting people against each other and it's... it's I think, uh, I think they're trying to recreate the 1960s artificially. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. you're going to start seeing... You know, there, you're probably going to see, like, another sort of weather underground organization take it's place. It's called Antifa. <laughs> yeah, but, like, oh, no, they're too decentralized. Like, you're going to see another, like, Black Panthers come up, you know, bot like, and other and then another one. I was actually researching this the other day. I don't even know how I got there. Like, there was something I, like, fucking read about the Beatles that took me down this, like, rabbit hole. <laughs> these, like, really, like, radical left-wing organizations in the 60s. It, it just like amazes me how we had like a serious domestic terrorism problem in the 60s like yeah. and these and there's still people there's that like one woman who's a from what i understand like she's the sole like successor to like uh you know like the soul the spiritual you know mother of uh what was it black lives matter or something the one in like uh, not haiti but uh cuba who killed, who shot the police officers in, like, the New Jersey Turnpike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's, like, bizarre. They have, you know, it's, like, all these organizations, these are all in the 60s, and they, you know, they did a lot of violence. They did a lot of just messed up stuff. And, you know, it just kind of, after, like, the, after, like, the mid-70s, they all just kind of either got arrested or died or, you know, just ended their stuff like they had bill ayers like the guy from weather underground he mm -hmm. went to penn state to give a speech yeah like i think it was my uh, freshman year or something 
you know, he was invited over there because they gave him like a slap on the wrist, basically, from what I understand. Can you imagine if somebody brought like, I mean, here's contrast, actually, because it did happen. You can't bring Richard Spencer. That's condemned. That's banned. But you can bring Bill fucking Ayers, a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah, left-wing terrorists. Like, you know, how many right-wing, like, actual terrorist organizations are there even today? You know, right-wing with air quotes, because most of these people aren't even actually right-wing. Like, you can probably count them on your hand. How many left-wing terrorist organizations are there, like, that have actually killed police officers in the United States? Mm -hmm. And, like, they've done so much more damage. They've caused so much more riots and lootings and all this other stuff. And, like, they're even reviving some of these organizations now, too. They have, like, Students for Democratic Society. That was the one that evolved into the Weather Underground. They're reviving that. Hmm. Like, they brought that back up. They're trying to get, they, you know, Black Panthers, you know, I think they're getting revived or they already are revived. You know, it kind of bewilders me, too. They named a Marvel character after, like, basically, from what I understand, like, a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I've come to gather from that. Like, it, it just, it, it's a very just bizarre world that we live in right now. Yeah. And it, it has me scared because they, they want this violence, you know, people on the left. It's the militant arm of, you know, the Democrat Party, a lot yep. of these groups. Yep, and they're in the way they talk. The way they talk, because like I was reading the, this like Wikipedia articles, and like they say a lot of the same stuff that a lot of these radical organizations over here, you know, like talk about. Like they were talking about like white privilege before the term white privilege existed. Like, Dude. and they're fighting against that. There was a thing I think I mentioned this briefly before. Then we got in the stream, but Tavir had this homework assignment. Um, I forget what it was for specifically, but it was for criminal justice class. And it was about the communists, uh, like the Red Scare in the during the Cold War, and it had like the Communist Manifesto in there. Like this is what communists believe, and it was literally line by line everything you hear from the left today. Like every it was, I'd known like I've heard of gays people Marxists yada yada, but when you see line by line i need to find this thing it is unbelievable all the stuff about identity politics the white even like the white privilege like you were saying even the black lives matter stuff it's all in there it's all been in the playbook from the fucking like whatever year that was yeah, it's, it's making resurgence now because I saw that it scared people and it, you know, they, they got what they wanted. They These people didn't get punished for what they did. For the amount of bombings that the Weather Underground did, like, they were given uh-huh. all this immunity and stuff. You know, and like, sure, like, there absolutely was fucked up stuff during that time. You know, you had the Vietnam War, you still had a lot of, like, systemic racism in a lot of places, but, you know, that does not excuse, you know, bombing innocent people. Like it's, it's just disgusting. Some of the stuff, and these people are still held up as like idols to the left. Like they've had what was it? I, I think it was they go and have this annual like Cuba thing, where you go as like a student to harvest sugarcane in Cuba. Like all, and they still do it. I think they just drive you to Mexico and then they go and take the fucking airplane from Mexico to Cuba. 
And like, I think there's a Democrat uh, senator or congressman or whatever from California or congresswoman or state Senate. And she participated in that, you know, straight up like anti-American activities. And these people were radicalized in Cuba. They were told to go and target Americans in Cuba and how to go and wage a guerrilla war in Cuba. Like they, there was terrorist training grounds in Cuba and that's, and, and people still want us to go and be friendly with Cuba too. And, and I think that they need to go and pay for that. I think that the people, because it's not even just the one lay, there's another person who did similar like terrorism acts in the United States who's hiding out in Cuba, still at large. And people still want us to retain diplomatic relationships. I, I say no until they send those people to the United States. I'll read this real quick. This is, these are, this is a congressional record of some of it says current communist goals this is from 1963 okay a long fucking time ago and these are the goals of the communist party uh capture one or both of the political parties in the united states <laughs> oh well we know which one they got um use technological decisions of the courts to weaken basic american institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights Hey, we've seen that. Get control of the schools, <laughs> teachers, professors on campuses. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the CERC curriculum. Get control of teachers associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Revisionist history, guys. Gain control of all student newspapers. <laughs> that wasn't hard. What was that? Yeah, they've already done that. Use student riots to format public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. March for our lives. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writings, and policy-making positions. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, motion pictures, Hollywood, CNN, you name it, they're in it. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. Uh, so censorship, like we're seeing. An American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculptures from parks, buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. Yeah. That's modern what they, art. Yeah, modern art. And seeing Black Lives Matter tear down all these statues recently. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plans promote ugliness, repulsive, and meaningless art. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by allowing them censorship and violation of free speech and free press. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Here's a big one. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the grounds they violate the principle of separation of church and state. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out-of-step with modern needs, a uh, hindrance to cooperation between nations, on a worldwide basis. Discredit the American Founding Fathers. We fucking saw that a few weeks ago. Present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for common man. Below all forms of American culture and discourage teaching American history on the grounds it was only a minor part of the big 
picture. Gave more emphasis to Russian history since communists took over. Support any socialist movement. Give centralized control of any part of the culture. Eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with operations, communist apparatus. Limerick's House Committee discredit inventory dismantle the FBI. Hey, I agree with them on that one. Uh, infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Infiltrate and get control of big business. Yeah. Um, oh, here's Heck my... yeah. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Isn't that what we're seeing now? Oh, yeah. Minnesota. <coughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that's like a... Oh, and here's one more. Read. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. Oh, actually, I'm almost at the end of this. Um, one of the other big things is emphasize the need uh, to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Um, and last ones create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of American tradition. The students and special interest groups should rise up and use United Force, self-economic, political, and societal problems. Guys, I mean, can that be any more damning and any more spooky accurate as to what we're seeing now? Exactly. Yeah, I think people, I think people were seeing it, you know, I think people were waking up from it. I think the silent majority is way more is a lot bigger than what we think it is. That yeah, I kind of think so too, and that is Marxism, communism from nineteen sixty three. Do you have a link to that? I can send it to you. Um, but that we're we're going late on this stream. We're already almost at two hours forty minutes. So thank you guys for tuning oh, in. Man. Um, if anybody wants to plug anything, you know, check out at Donnie Don on Twitter, at Verse News Media on uh, Twitter. Uh, please subscribe to the channel, click the sub button. I should have said that during the show a bit more. But follow these great people and subscribe to Donnie too on YouTube. What's Alex handles? Uh, what are Alex's handles? I don't. Yeah, I don't really have. He doesn't <laughs> have handles. He is. I got you. Handle. He's a handler. Mm. <laughs> He handles me. Yeah, I'll, make a account. I'll make an. I'll make another YouTube at some point. I figure out how to go and use that fucking black magic. Oh make god. Make a Twitter account. That's what I. That's what I mainly focus on. Make a Twitter account. I. I have. I'd make a new one. I don't want to get docs. Hunter Avalon has a new Twitter account run by his manager, and Hunter did a video on it, and he says the newly released by camp footage of. George Floyd's horrific arrest changes nothing. It's unjustified murder. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, that guy, I don't know. Like, he's he's taken off the deep end ever since he came to Penn State. <laughs> he broke him. Oops. But remember this. Remember, I didn't take a stance on George being, like, wrongly murdered or any of that, right? But I did feel like it was staged. Um... But I never was like, oh, the cops should go to prison. I, or I never said that, oh, poor. I never said anything because I felt like it wasn't enough information. There was a lot of things that didn't make sense. So to me, mm. it looks. And then the fact that him saying, I can't breathe and stuff beforehand. It's almost him too saying, good to be true. Oh, yeah, or don't kill me, man. Don't kill me, man. Don't shoot me, man. Don't shoot me, man. Like, I'm just saying, I might still be kind of right, but still, I didn't, I didn't make it. <laughs> that other people have made they yeah. come back and said okay this is wrong still 
and the, but there's more information. I still think that the cop shouldn't, with the extra new evidence from the body cam, I feel like the cop shouldn't have gotten the scrutiny he gotten, and it should have been national news either. Yeah. Hey, uh, Donnie, uh, Kevin wants uh, your YouTube channel if you have one. I don't know if you got one yet. I do. It's the same as Donnie the Don or Donnie. No, it's Donnie the Don. <laughs> Someone put that somewhere so he can subscribe. He's good. It's on my it's on my Twitter account. It's on it, the link is on my Twitter account in my bio. No. Well, that's all we have for today. We're probably about to fall asleep here. So thank you guys yes. for tuning in. And as always, wash your bloody hands. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Take it easy, folks.